welcome back to the Suspense is Killing Us Christmas episode. <laughs> it's me, your co-host, Kevin Clark. It's me, Travis Vogt. Hi, yeah. it's me, Matt. That's us. Welcome. We're, sit- we're sitting here next to my Christmas tree, yep. which I have. Yep. I, I also just put candy canes nice on that baby. A nice tree. You get that at Top Banana? You better believe it. Yeah. Across the street. It's, it's, a, it's a little tree. Yeah. I get little trees. I got a fake silver you tree. A little, little area. Johnny, Sil- Johnny fake silver tree over here. I've got a real tree, a bigger tree. We named it Hugo because uh, we've been watching Lost, so uh, it's kind of a, a t- fine it's program. A, it's a bit of a tubby tree, so we named well, it Well, I named my Hugo. tree Hugo because I've been watching Hugo, so there you go. <laughs> so I, so eat my eat my dick. You do have <laughs> all of the ornaments are George George Melier themed. That they're are all on your they're all Sasha Baron Cohen themed. You may have noticed all ornaments. of my ornaments are George Melier themed. <laughs> Papa, I'm sure, but Papa, I'm sure you noticed. Did you it. invent the cinema? We <laughs> oui, and now I am miserable. I did, and now I am sad. I am very sad. <laughs> he was I sad for other magic. reasons. Oh, sorry. I created the magics. Um, <laughs> I just watched that movie that again movie recently. That movie No, I don't know. It's fine. No, it doesn't suck. I enjoyed it. I'm sure it's fine. But uh, I mean, I remember, th- this is like when we went and saw the BFG that time. It was just like, I know who's not going to like this movie too much. <laughs> Travis Boat. Oh. No, I liked Hugo fine. But Hugo's... I, I, mean, I do remember thinking, yeah. I only watched it the once and just going like, why did fucking Scorsese... Why, why did to make a movie for his kids? Well, I think there's a lot of... I mean, for little kids, kids can kids. watch Taxi Driver. <laughs> and should. <laughs> it's fine. But I mean, I think... I don't know. I watched it, I watched some clips of it recently because we did we talked about it on our uh, YouTube uh-huh. program. Uh, Emily brought it up. And I hadn't seen it in a while and I was watching some clips going, oh yeah, it really fits in with his, like, his whole project of you oh, know yeah. cinema because it, it like it's like that's why scorsese did it because he's like oh i can it's about movies it's like it's like sure. actually like it's a good for, movie it's like a it's good, good, good movie for kids that's sort of like his uh you know american cinema journey i or do whatever. have this this it's kind of cool uh, like there's some montages of just film clips in there with the music and yeah. got me all teared up i'm like god damn this is just like the silent film clips i'm like oh yeah scorsese's that's why it's better than bfg though because scorsese it is better than bfg well, sure. yes. but scorsese doesn't have although that it doesn't f- have any farting dogs <laughs> yeah wait wait <laughs> watch it again man he doesn't have that disease that spielberg has where he like has to like for whatever reason, cravenly <laughs> play to everybody, like every idiot or something. Like he like is Scorsese's like this is a movie for kids, but also like it's it's also for me. He's like yeah. gonna make a movie that he thinks is good, and it's gonna be digressive. And there's gonna be long sections where a film critic is talking about movie history. So you better strap in. <laughs> so, but what it doesn't have is a bunch of little kids running around eating glowing gumdrops, <laughs> talking about the chipperwabbers and the and the bean bats. <laughs> Oof. I don't know. When I think about it, though, I think Ready Player One might be worse. Oh. I'm Never, I, I'm, I can't bring myself to rewatch it though. I don't. Yeah, I don't know. Like I've, I've, <laughs> I've tried to rewatch both of those movies, BFG and Ready Player One, and I couldn't finish either one of them. So I'm keeping my fingers crossed so hard that Spielberg somehow also directs Ready Player Two. Like, have you read any please. of the? I've, like, people have been clipping it and putting like yeah. paragraphs of it on Twitter. And I read one of those clips and I, th- I was a hundred percent sure it was a joke. <laughs> jaw yeah, yeah. dropping. Yeah, I was like, this is a joke. I actually, and then I had to do like kind of some research to be to actually have myself convinced that it wasn't a joke. Yeah, somebody on Twitter, some one of my Twitter. But he's like posted a clip, and I and I literally you're like this like, is a this joke. is a joke has to be. I was like this is a joke, and he's like no, this is from the book, and I was like are it's you? F-? And it was it was like a fucking joke. It's like someone it was like someone wrote a parody of Ready Player One. Oh my god. <laughs> anyway, that guy's so you think anyway, that guy's and then I was and then I was just mad. Favorite. That didn't make enough money to to warrant a sequel. I don't think. I, the yeah, movie? I think it was the a movie. bomb. Yeah. No. 
It probably still made more money than it should have. Sure. Because I remember that was one of those ones that those fucking idiot, like, uh, I guess, gamers slash pop culture guys, like, were, in the, were on the side of. They're like, people were talking shit about Ready Player One, but it's good. It's going to be good. I don't, yeah. And then they were like, see, people like it. And you're like, what? He sucks. Why is this your yeah. thing? I don't know. Find a better thing. What the hell? Yeah. It's, it's, it's got all the stuff I like. And only me. <laughs> Back to the Future. Freddy Krueger. <laughs> I remember we, Niche we, we walked like that. we walked out of that movie. You and me went and saw it, Kevin, yeah. and and uh, it was at the press screening, <laughs> and uh, and I was like, you know, uh, the best part of that movie was the was the whole Shining part, and I fucking hated that yeah. part. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was the best part of the movie, and it sucked. It sucked. <laughs> It's like, this doesn't deserve it. Well, I was watching it. I'm like, oh, this is kind of cool. This sucks, too, though. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Like, I I hate this, but it's it's well done. Boy, does this suck. I I was like, I couldn't wait for the fucking post or whatever movie where of like of right. like old man in rooms Spielberg just <laughs> yeah. get back to your old man movie Spielberg please I want to see don't a, fucking do stuff for kids anymore I want to <laughs> see like a like a narrative biopic about Spielberg making this movie and just being like ah. <laughs> and like some CGI kid is going like how what should I make the DeLorean do Mr Spielberg and he's like I don't whatever you wanted I don't know I'm gonna be in my, I'm gonna be in my office <laughs> the doors will be locked do what you like yeah. The post also has Mr. like Spielberg, some Mr. Spielberg, the dinosaur from Jurassic Park. Said, what does it do? Oh, it is. Oh my God. The, uh, I'm Steven Spielberg. What is happening? My, what, what, kind of, what kind of pizza should the dinosaur order? <laughs> some, something that the thing that like like that movie actually offended me about that movie was, uh, and it still <laughs> does. Besides, besides like it's besides its the entire besides its entire aesthetic. No, but I made a joke about the Battletoads before we watched it. And then, and sure then the enough, fucking Battletoads are just running straight at the camera, and I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> no, it's that the, what, I mean, it actually bothers me is that the Iron Giant is in it, yeah. and it's just fucking shooting and right. killing people. And you're like, that movie is about how this gun doesn't want to do that. Yeah. And these guys were like, you know what's fucking lame is how the Iron Giant doesn't just fuck shit up. Let's make it fuck shit up. <laughs> the Iron Giant should be fucking blowing people's heads off. That's what that movie was about mr spielberg what should the iron giant be doing i don't care stop knocking on my door all right well i'm gonna have it fucking killing people and shit because i never saw that movie brad bird made that movie because his sister was murdered oh in a gun murder and that was one of the reasons that he it was kind of it was like cathartic it was like he's the crow Kind of. And that's the only movie he's ever made that isn't about why some people are better than other people. <laughs> that's true. Well, hey, look. No, even Ghost Protocol. Certain people are great, great, great Well, every people. Tom Cruise movie is yeah, about how saying. Tom Cruise is better than other people. <laughs> Do you remember Tomorrowland? It was like his, no. weird, his weird Atlas Shrugged riff. I got like Tomorrowland. I couldn't believe he did it again in Tomorrowland. It's very came out. Like, and this, now we have a whole city where all the best people go. Yeah. But it's maybe not the, you know, I mean, these people are way better, but they can get out of hand with it sometimes, <laughs> so they got to be nice about it. Yeah. That's always the whole, that's always the theme. And why is House the president of the great people city? That's right. House is Greg House, it. my man Greg House. Oh, he's still, he should be still popping pills. <laughs> yeah, he's <laughs> popping Viking and he's got his cane. It's Tomorrowland's turning into an infarction. It's not lupus. <laughs> and I hate you. It's cancer. I fucking hate you. Yeah, Greg. Is that what he's that a, shows he's about? He's a grumpy doctor. Do you want to have a doctor who holds your hand while you die or a doctor who tells you to go fuck yourself while you live? He tells you to go fuck yourself while he finds out that, like, there's mold living in your faucet that's migrated to your brain, and now there's a little man in your brain. Yeah. <laughs> and that's why that's why you're slowly wasting away, and everything's pink. That show was great. It's a weird ass show. I think that uh, I think I, I've never watched an episode, and I never will because I hate it from the 
straight right from the title because it's called House and it's about a guy and not about a house. Right. It should true. be about a house full of people. It monk. Is about monk a should house. not be about a detective. It should be about a monk. <laughs> a monk. Don't call. I'm like I'm looking for shows about monks. Well, um, what about this brother Cadfile? No, what about this show Monk? That's not about a monk. Well, why is it called that? Fuck you, show. It should be about a title. Your shows correctly. He should be a chipmunk in it. Yeah, that would be funny. Yeah. That would be something. Or a monk fish. I don't know. I've never seen. What I've about never... Bosch? That's about a guy named Bosch. It should be about his the painter. His name is literally Her- Hieronymus should, Bosch. His name is Hieronymus it Bosch. should be about the painter Hieronymus Bosch. Well, that's okay. I guess that's his, his, his name. This is his name. And nobody really? ever, nobody has ever. And I've watched all of it, by the way. <laughs> and nobody's gone like, "Hey, why's your name Hieronymus Bosch?" What's his? What's why? His, what's oh. Jamie Hector's name? Uh, Jay Elvis Edgar. or something? Yeah, Jay Edgar. Fuck that show. <laughs> well, his name isn't actually Jay Edgar. It's like a nickname. It's bullshit. I think his name is James Edgar or something. I fucking like that. hate that show. Oh, uh, it's great. It's the best show on Fuck TV. Fuck Bosch. It's the best show. Hey, when are, where else are you going to watch a show where an old man is like a cop? <laughs> <laughs> it's really doing different. It's really trying some new stuff. Doesn't CBS have like four different shows starring Tom Selleck as an old cop? Yeah, that's what most of Blue TV Bloods. <laughs> it's Blue Bloods. Red Bloods. Blue Bloods, SVU. Red Bloods. Boston <laughs> Boston Bloods. Pink Bloods. Pink Bloods. <laughs> All the colors. <laughs> All the, it's a rainbow of Bloods. The bloods averse. Yeah. Blue Bloods versus Blue Crips. <laughs> colors. Yeah. Uh, speaking of colors. Oh. I don't the, know. The colors of Christmas the are of Christmas. red, white, and green. Just like Italy. Just like <laughs> Wow, Italy is the, well, the country of Christmas. That's it's where, where Christmas Jesus was invented. That's where Jesus is from. Yeah. So uh, that makes he sense. He was born in Italy. Born in Italy. <laughs> I'm a Jesus. It's a me, a Jesus. Hey, the church is just a burning down like a nobody's business. That's <laughs> no good, a boss. That's no good. <laughs> I'm making a nice bowl of spaghetti for you, the spaghetti. Uh, you want a spaghetti? Hey. Give you some spaghetti. The noodles out of my body and the sauce is my blood, huh? <laughs> yeah, eat, eat it, I'm on you. How come you Americans don't say Christmas no more? <laughs> <laughs> so we had a little sacrilege at the top there. Our, yeah, war, our war on Christmas has destroyed Jesus' belief. No. Yeah. Yes. I mean, and, our, and our war on Christmas is today's episode. Uh, <laughs> oh, is that what we're going to call this one? War on Christmas? War on Christmas? Maybe. That's, I've been right, like trying to come up with some clever Christmas name, and yeah. that's the better than anything I've come up with. Okay. Because all this shit's already been done, like Santa's sleigh and whatnot. Yeah. Santa's sleigh, like S-L-A-Y. Yeah, yeah. It's, I mean, it's been done. No, I know. It, it's not, it's, I mean, it wasn't good the first time either. So. Yeah. Ho, ho, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, oh, no. No, it's just no, completely nothing. Know. But either uh, way, we're doing th- we're doing three, uh, three Christmas Chris- vaguely themed Christmas thrillers. themed thrillers. They're, they're all movies that take place at Christmas. Yes, uh, there's or, Santa Clauses in all of them. Yeah, yeah, and a lot of them, and two of them. Yeah, one of them takes place. Well, two of them take place mostly on Christmas Eve. I think so. Uh huh. And, and Reindeer Games is very deli- well. We're doing well. The ones that we're doing Reindeer Games yeah. from 2000, The Silent Partner, going way back to 1978. Uh-huh. Only the second movie I think from the 70s that mm. we. No, this is the first because the other one, uh, 1980, was Dressed to Kill. Oh, dressed to kill. I just thought dressed to kill was in the seventies. No, nineteen eighty. So wow. we just made the cut. <laughs> but, but it really fits. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Bouncing back to two thousand and five for the Ice Harvest. Yeah, all good movies. Yeah. Well, I mean, well, I, uh, I, 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 I love Reindeer say, Games. I would but, say uh, that, it would be remiss yeah. to call it a good movie. I would say I don't think Reindeer Games is good, and this is my first time watching. I know you guys have both watched this a collective <laughs> twenty times or whatever. <laughs> it's but, my fourth, uh, and I will so will certainly watch it again. I would say that I would say that there wasn't there wasn't a terrible there certainly wasn't a terrible one in this, and Reindeer Games reputation as being terrible is uh is overstated but also not i mean it's a bad <laughs> movie but i found it highly enjoyable Abs- this time. yeah exactly well let's, let's talk about reindeer games john frankenheimer games. 
We walk out of here. What's the first thing you're gonna do? Go out and get myself a mug of hot chocolate. A piece of pecan pie. That's right. He was a reformed ex-con who wanted to start a new life. You, Ashley? I've been dreaming about that smile for so long. She was the girl of his dreams. When I read what you wrote to me, I said, here's a guy they say is a criminal, but he's not. When I get back in that room, you better be wearing nothing but a candy cane. Welcome home, convict. Hey, sis. But between them and happiness... What do you want from me? I read your letters, convict. He knows you looked at that casino. ...stands a team of criminals who wanted to take down the state's richest casino. It's just my luck. Finally meet a boy that I'm crazy about, and uh, my brother wants him worse than I do. Uh, and, and came out 2000, so it was like height of Affleck mania. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Ugh, what a what a grim time. I mean, and honest to God, it, it, the movie has plenty of problems, but uh, but Affleck is chief among them. He is grossly miscast in this movie. He's always grossly miscast when he's the hero of a movie. <laughs> I will only abide Ben Affleck as an actor in a movie if he's playing like a scumbag or a bad guy. Well, like or, not like the town or a shithead. Or Argo, the, you know, I like the town. He's the the town and Argo are the least offensive, but it's not like oh, you, you need you need Affleck yeah. in this. Right. Right. I mean, um, my favorite well, performance of Ben Affleck is probably <laughs> Gone Girl, where he plays oh, a scumbag. That's, that's what I'm yeah. talking about. Yeah. And I don't like that movie, but he's good in it. Yeah. But that movie's good because it goes, it it you know twists you around and go like, Do, is this guy a bad guy? Is he a good, you know? And so it like actually works. Yeah. It plays into that uh, that Affleck's strengths. Sure. Yes. Well, for ben, lack of a better ben word, this movie does not. <laughs> ben Affleck, <laughs> no, through not. no through no fault of his own, has a punchable face, <laughs> but through fault of his own, has a very punchable acting style too. He does, where he has like a lot of mannered tics that are very obnoxious, and he thinks he's funny, which he's not. And so those all those things come together. And so if he's a hero of a movie, and you're like, I'm not rooting for that asshole. Yeah. Fuck you. Yeah. And that's, uh, well, that's case in point games. with I mean, reindeer the, games. The other problem with this movie is it was written by Aaron Kruger. Yeah, it's a... And the script is awful. Yeah. And this guy went on to write some Transformers movies. Uh-huh, yeah, yes. yeah. Um, he, he, he got, I think he broke in because he won some kind of like writing contest that turned into Arlington Road. Arlington Road's <laughs> not terrible, if I recall. Is that uh, the one with Jeff Bridges and High uh, praise Tim indeed. Robbins? Yeah, not terrible. Yeah. <laughs> well... <laughs> <laughs> I do recall watching that movie and thinking that was something else. Right. Like, it has a very crazy it's hysterical okay. ending and stuff. It's got Tim Robbins, so it's automatically strike one for me. <laughs> oh, wow. I yeah. love it. Um, not a fan. The one thing this movie, the main thing this movie has going for it, though, in my opinion, is that John Frankenheimer directed yeah. it. And he shot and, the hell out of it. And, yep. like, John Frankenheimer is the kind of guy who is going to fucking direct the shit out of a movie, even if the script is as dumb as this one. That's not necessarily true, but it's true in this case. I just, I mean, every movie, I just feel like, I mean, like, the Go watch, famous- like, the Holcroft cut. Covenant or something, okay, and well, get back to me. But or, I mean, or better yet, don't. But famously, <laughs> I mean, famously, the the like, you know, the uh, Island of Doctor Moreau, yeah, which right. I think is really good, actually. Mm-hmm. But it's like, it's only, it's again, that's a movie that kind of like is like, well, he came in and fucking saved this right. thing. And he, I mean, in that and this, they have a similar where you're like, he's really going for broke visually. Yeah, he's got and a very like, ins- just instinctively like epic yeah. sensibility for the way he shoots stuff. And so like a lot, of, a lot of the stuff that works in this movie only works because like John Frankenheimer is a good, an old hand at it, and he's yeah, like, yeah. I can direct this. Don't worry. And you, you feel like, okay, well that's good. And because then the rest of everything is happening in it is so fucking stupid. 
and it, is, it, is and quite it doesn't possibly. make any sense for most of it. And we've been talking about this amongst each other, and obviously the debate will rage on. But it, I, to, to my mind, the granddaddy of all stupid play, uh, plots. I it's, think that's uh, pretty, uh, stupid schemes. I think rate. that the two from the Tarantino nose are are dumber. The Suicide Kings, one? Suicide Kings, and things to do in Denver when you're dead are they're, they're, are dumber because I, because Suicide Kings I just fucking hate. Sure. It sucks, and it's a st- and it was like that's a stupid plan. They're planning that. The plan in, in things to do in Denver is 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 complicated in a way that to, that that only exists to make the movie happen. Right. Like so, it's like so it doesn't need to exist. This movie, at least, I kind of thought was fun. When right. it gets to that last twist, I was but like, the, but the "Well, last this is dumb." Makes, I mean, the plan yeah. the plan is already stupid. Yeah. I mean, and the whole but, but the movie keeps keeps piling on these dumb twists, and I was kind of like, "Well, this is at least right. fun to watch." It wasn't oh, boring sure. or something. Like it, so. it is stupid to the point yeah. of being like it's the it's the the strongest asset of this movie yeah. is getting to that end and going, like, oh, my God, that was the plan all along? <laughs> yeah. It actually, like, is an effective twist because it's so insane. It's so dumb, yeah. And it, for a lot of the movie, I was like, you know, Charlize Theron is bad at playing a dumb person. And then halfway through the movie, you go, oh, she's actually not yeah. a dumb person. And then you get to the end of the movie and go, man, Charlize Theron had a lot of heavy lifting to do in this movie. <laughs> yes, a lot, like, a so, lot more than a lot more than you'd think. She has to do so fucking much. And then she's like... <laughs> Should we just? I, let's I, let's just get debating. there. Do we want to? Let's get there. Do we want to go naturally, or should we talk about uh, it with wh- the reveal from the plot in the end, uh, so we can talk about how crazy it is step by step? I think. I, may, I think I mean, maybe I have, we can double back. I okay. have trouble. Okay, we'll double. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's I have trouble staying it. on track on these. I have someone uh, from, from Matt who does the uh, the X X. Uh, X-rated. X-rated cinema. He told me once he, uh, at Scarecrow, he's like, the great thing about your podcast is that uh, even though you spoil the whole movie, I still don't know what it's, <laughs> what happens in it. And I'm like, that's great. It was meant as a compliment. So uh, anyway. That's true. <laughs> that is true. And, and there's no way in hell we're going to be able to effectively explain to you what happens no, in this one because the movie does not effectively explain. <laughs> it actually comes to the point, and we were, uh, I was watching it with Corey, and we've seen this movie before, and we were like really trying to kind of like parcel out the the plot uh, the mechanics of this scheme that they're running and it hurts your head <laughs> like at, at certain points where Charlize Theron is having to act like a certain way mm-hmm. and and juggling these other things in your head and you're just going like why yeah. one of the it's not even the the plotting of it is silly and and goofy but one of the stupidest things is that it it absolutely requires that these people believe that this guy is a different guy yeah like and and like they and despite and he, multiple dis- amounts of proof to the contrary, despite proof to the contrary, and him constantly going, I'm not, I'm that, not guy. that guy, and then going, no, I'm that guy, and then them going, I'm not the guy, and then he does shit where he's like clearly not that guy, and they're still like, well, is he the guy or not? And it takes it's like this massive amount of of brain power to go like, well, why why would you think he's the guy? It's at, at, at so many points in the movie they're like, this is obviously not the guy. So kill this so guy or cut him loose guy. or whatever. He's so, it's so obvious. It's not doubly the guy. frustrating just to watch because, uh, because you're ahead of it the whole time. Yeah. Like, you know, he's not the guy. And so you're watching all the other characters argue about whether or not he is or isn't this person. And you're just like, get on with it. And more, what's more is there are multiple <laughs> points in the film where you're like, do they, or do they not think he's the guy right now? Like I was going because I I would get confused. I'd be like, wait, do they think it's him or do they know it's not him and are making him do it anyway now? Because it it seems to shift back and forth. Yeah, and there's parts when a certain character in it who knows that he's not the guy, like definitely (laughs) Definitely knows knows. he's not the guy, in just one-on-one conversation has to passionately plead with him that he is the guy. 
I mean, it's insane. And this isn't the craziest. This isn't even the craziest shit. It, it, but there's, it's, a, there's a twist at the end that makes the everything. It just three invalidates times everything. Than yeah. it but the, was. but the fact that they have to the, the, believing that this guy is the guy is the dumbest conceit of the movie. I right. Think. The plan itself is very is complicated and stupid. But the the fact that like all these actors like reading the script went like and so then like wait is he the guy? We, are we supposed to? So I'm gonna really have to pretend that I think this is because there's why multiple... do all these people want him to be the guy so much? He's clearly right. not the guy. Right. If he's not. You're like, he's not the guy. Okay. Well. Let's get this guy go or yeah. whatever, or kill like, him or whatever, or kill whatever, whatever. It's, you shouldn't pretend he's the guy. He's not the guy. <laughs> and honestly, even if he was the guy, it wouldn't really help your plan all that much. It's no. like they put way too much into him being the guy. Except at the end, when it turns out that the plan was planned by the guy. <laughs> well, there you go. Uh, then that, that then, does make it a tad bit more insane, doesn't it? Uh, <laughs> it's, uh, it's but let's all right. Let's. I would also like Frank. You mentioned Frankenheimer directing this really well. Yeah, he also is doing it with like we clearly, clearly like winking the whole time. Like oh he's yeah, clearly going like <laughs> okay. That, that's also I think it's what's very fun. Fun about it is that he's he's having a good time yeah. with this with this. Bullshit. <laughs> some fucking bullshit. So it starts with 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 Ben Benjamin Affleck and Media Prison is in is in jail. He's in the clink, the Cuscow, the Slammer, the Pokey, the Big House. Keep going. Uh, he's riding a hard five. Pen. Yeah, he is riding a hard the nickel, five. He's doing a nickel ride. And that's what they say. So you know you're in a prison movie because they talk like that. Yeah, I've been riding. And I think he says that in his voiceover. I was there. I was in the in the clink in the jammer riding a hard five. You know, prison talk. <laughs> Drinking my Pruno. <laughs> <laughs> I was making wine in the toilet that very moment. The writer, Christmas wine. The writer of this won a contest? I'm, right, some, anyway. some shit like that. I don't know. Who fucking cares? <laughs> you want a contest to be able to write a few Transformers movies. <laughs> and if you've seen the, and if you've seen this movie many times like I have, then you know from the from the second this movie starts, the plan is happening. Yes. The plan begins at the very beginning. So it's Nick or it's uh, Rudy, Rudy, which is Ben Affleck, and he's hanging out in the... In it the, seems Rudy like Rudolph, in the like yard. Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Yeah, oh, I know. That has, been, that has been brought up. I hate that on shit. A, on a famous podcast. Uh, and uh, and so it's him, it's Rudy and Nick, and they're in the yard. And Nick is Ben Chaplin? No. No, I don't, no, I don't, it's I don't, I don't know the name. You'd recognize him. It's not Stuart Townsend, some is it, guy. that no. motherfucker? I had to look it up because it looked like him, <laughs> no and I was like, wait, is this the guy? No, it's not. And uh, and, like, and like the first, Townsend. so he's uh, so after Ben Affleck goes there, I was in the yard and uh, riding a hot five, and uh, and and <laughs> well, then I got it, a and number, just, and it cuts to Nick going like, oh, oh man, Rudy, my girl that that is waiting for me when I get out of jail, that I have a pen pals that I'm pen pals with, is so hot, and you would love, you would love to fuck her. You <laughs> particularly, I mean, look at these pictures of how hot my girl. She doesn't have any pictures of me at all. <laughs> Not a one, but I have all the pictures, and I've festooned the our entire cell that we share together with pictures of her. Boy, oh boy, you'd love to fuck Let this me lady, tell but you, you can't. It's my girl. Let me tell you all about that and at this casino I worked at once. Uh, also, I got stories about this casino that I worked at. I'm I want you to, you all I want you to picture this floor plan, okay? <laughs> <laughs> just think. Just imagine the floor plan. All right, it's uh, 20 by 30, and then, oh, then you go upstairs here and... And then there's the powwow. I look up <laughs> safe. in Dennis Farina's office is the powwow safe. That's right, deep dish Farina himself. Uh, Am I doing all the talking again? Tell me about your day. That's the other. Who's thing. your girlfriend? Who's your girlfriend? That's the other th- bright spot in this movie. I mean, I think the cast is actually pretty fun, but yeah. like uh, Dennis Farina popping up and oh, you know, unexpe- unexpectedly made yes. me smile because I'm just like, oh, okay. Well, this isn't all bad because Farina's going to do it. I run a Farina casino. Shit. My brother runs an Indian casino. I love it. My sister just, runs an Indian casino. Just Farina doing like racist uh, <laughs> racial invective. Uh, Native American stuff. But yeah. then he gets to fucking machine gun dudes mm-hmm. later, fuck so. You, fuck ball. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> it's great. Uh, 
Yeah, so so like this uh, guy's already right. Are we still in prison? How long is this movie? It's actually pretty it's long. It's about two hours long. It's yeah. a little too long. I'm not complaining. This is the director's cut we're talking about here, by the way. We were watching the director's cut, which is on like a hugely different. It's like but it 25 minutes has, longer or something. Really? It's significantly longer. Maybe wow. I had seen it before then. Uh, it didn't feel that much longer to me. But uh, yeah, so they're in jail, and then they, and then it's um, they're in the they're in the place where they eat. <laughs> <laughs> the coat rack? The, the, co- the coat rack? <laughs> is that where it was? The cafeteria. The, ca- the, the commissar? <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> the place where their beds and TV is. My brain is every, eroding away. This is going to turn into now. a new a new thing. This should, I stop, meme. should I stop doing ketamine? <laughs> no, you should no, do, do more, more ketamine. All right, all right, cool. Get in, get in the, get the cable. cable. Get that galaxy brain. <laughs> Uh yeah, so they're so they're in the there. The place where you eat. They're in the place where you eat. <laughs> the restaurant. <laughs> they're in the re- restaurant. They're in the, 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 prison, the restaurant. prison restaurant. <laughs> the maitre d's like uh, bringing them the dessert tray. <laughs> what do you call the tray that you carry desserts on? <laughs> I think you got it. I think it's a dessert tray. Uh, and uh, and they're eating their disgusting Jello and and this it's just a pretty weird movie right off the bat. Isaac Hayes, Isaac in Hayes the cafe. Is, is one of their is one of their compatriots. And then and then and Nick and Rudy are like sitting in the, or like sitting across from Isaac Hayes and they're going and, and Nick's Nick's going now now Rudy you need to memorize the the dimensions of the bathroom of this uh, other thing too. And Rudy's like sure this is normal. And then Isaac Hayes like spits out a cockroach and goes they're fucking monsters. In the Jello, <laughs> there's monsters in the Jello, and then it, just a riot starts. And there's a prison riot, and uh, and a guy named uh, uh, I didn't I didn't get I think I have his name somewhere on the but the guy who stabs Nick has a has a funny name. His name is the Alamo. That's it. The Alamo. The Alamo. <laughs> and he's like he you can see him staring at Nick while the riots going on all around him, and he's like comes for him and stabs Nick with a shiv. And and Nick's like spitting up blood and shit like that, and and I do want you to keep in the back of your mind while all this is happening. This is part of the plan, right? This is part, this is part of the, plan, part of the plan, by the way, to rob a casino, <laughs> uh, is- <laughs> a, a, a Native American casino in the Midwest. Yeah, this is a part of Michigan. a plan to it's rob in Michigan. a remote Native American casino, and uh, and so one one that that is pointed <laughs> out more more than once in the movie is not doing as well as other yeah. casinos. It's not doing as well. It's it's. They're trying to drum up business, but also does have millions of dollars. Yeah, it's a casino, but it's but it keep it, it keeps being pointed out that it's not making as much money as other casinos. Yeah, which is funny. Then then they're gonna rob. Why don't you just go rob the other casino that has more money? We find that <laughs> out much later. Yeah. And so while while Nick is dying in Rudy's arms, he's like, oh, you know, check out my girlfriend. Go tell, tell my girlfriend. Go fuck my girlfriend. Fuck my girlfriend. She's real and tell hot. her that you're me. <laughs> she is. You. It's part of the plan. <laughs> The money's in the <laughs> to rob a <laughs> casino, <laughs> and so Ben Affleck's like, uh, you know, he's he's coming out of the. J- he finally gets out after riding that tight five, and uh, high five, riding a high five, <laughs> whichever. He's got he's got HIV five. after hang after hanging ten. He's out of he's out of prison. He was hanging. He ten. Got a, he got a huge wave and gave everybody. I was a hanging high five. a fucking ten there <laughs> in the yard, <laughs> and uh, and he gets out of and he gets out of jail and sees Charlize Theron. Because like uh, from, she's you know you know a woman who looks like Charlize Theron's gonna have to uh, yeah start pe- be a pen pal with a guy in right, jail so to get can, a man so she can get a man yeah and uh, <laughs> well I mean I, Michigan though 
That's it is Michigan, yeah. and she does explain <laughs> a it. significant portion of the male it, population like, of Michigan is in jail. So <laughs> yeah. yeah, he he does at one point after they <laughs> hooked up, kind of go like, "Why are you uh, to this shit?" And she's something like, "Man, or it's man, something about man." I don't remember what she says, but you're well, like, "Okay, I guess." Whatever. You got to remember though, but that's all part it, of the it's plan. It's all part of the plan. It has nothing to do with anything. Because that whole like the first the half whole of movie, movie is the plan. The whole movie is the plan, and then for a lot of it, I was like, "Yeah, Charlize Theron, who I love, is like." bad at playing like and she's supposed to be sort of this like naive mm-hmm. sort of dumb person sweet, and i'm like this is just supposed to be a bit of a patsy yeah. of course it turns out that's not what's going on so oh, like, no. i was like oh, okay but it, she's she's like not great at it and i'm yeah. kind of like eh, i don't buy it. i don't be- I, I like the whole time I'm like i don't believe that charlize theron is this character indeed she's not indeed but- she is not <laughs> Well, so no, nothing is what they, it seems in whoa. this movie. She, she comes and picks up uh, Benjamin Affleck, and and then well, he has a moment to kind of like just drive past her in the bus because he sees that she has like a sign up that says Neek, and uh, and he's like, ah, I should just fucking go, and you know that would be immoral for me to uh, pretend to, to be pretend this. To be but this then he flashes guy, then back to him, like, going like, Wait, you have to, fuck you have my to girlfriend. pretend to be me it's, and fuck my girlfriend. She's it's hot. very important yep. for the plan for the, to work out. What would, have, <laughs> what would have happened if he just not robbery. gone for it? The, well, they they do they do a lot of like heavy lifting explaining how this plan worked at the end, and it's, and it's they're basically their their ex- excuses like we just had to have lots of contingencies. Yeah, so it was like an improv sort of sensibility to this plan because he even says like, well, what if I hadn't done that? They're like, well, we had contingencies. I don't know. If they explained the whole plan what it was, was like but... a conversation tree or something like that. <laughs> <And> so. <laughs> Like right, well, like, if that didn't, oh, I think he actually does say, "What if I had just gone by?" And he's like, "Then we, then she would have just had to convince the other guys to do this and that." And so we've got all kinds of contingencies, right? So, so, oh, so, so, so this is a hell of a rain. So game. it's like he's right so, at the beginning. It is, it is funny though that he's like, he's like, "Well, what if I hadn't uh, done? What if I hadn't done the thing?" And he's like, "Well, we would just convince the other guys to do it a different way." And it's like, "Well, why didn't you, you just, just fucking that. do that?" Then it's yeah. so much easier. Why did you have this whole thing with this guy? Well, because then the movie wouldn't have a stupid. Then plot. we wouldn't have had a movie. <laughs> Then it would just be a bunch of Santa Clauses robbing a casino. So anyway, long, in, long story short, indeed he, goes up he to does her, tell like, her that he's. I am fucking Nick, and and now you're all gonna be fucking Nick too. <laughs> you're all gonna be fucking Nick too very shortly. He's pretending to be him, and in order to do that, he for some reason is like, I gotta get rid of my ID, and he flushes his driver's license down, down the, the toilet. toilet. And I'm like, first of all, I don't know if that works, uh, <laughs> yeah. but also, also, why don't you just keep it and not show it to her? Why would it's gonna be? He's gonna have a real hard time doing anything without that driver's license, especially getting out of prison. (laughs) Yeah, he's he's gonna have some explaining to do. (laughs) (laughs) Well, she's very attractive. And uh, (laughs) because they're so attractive, Uh, she'll she'll make make a guy flush his license down the toilet. They end up having a poke fest, and uh, and it's pretty graphic. Mm-hmm. Uh, for it's just, you're like, oh, all right, we're doing this. Jesus Christ! I would like to point out the decor of the multiple motels in which this movie takes place mm-hmm. is quite astonishing, mm. especially the mid part of the film where like all the characters are in this sort of the snowbound motel, and it's yeah. like made up to look like the king's court. Oh, yeah. You know, it's got like all these like velour. Decorated stuff like all, like all these like sconces fireplace. and brick fireplace, yeah. yeah. But it also looks like it's made out of fucking Lego. Yeah, so <laughs> it's very cheap looking. I was like, I was watching it with Molly, and, I, and we were like, "Wow, look at this motel!" I would be really excited to stay in a oh, motel yeah. that looked like, like that. oh yeah. shit. 
awesome. <laughs> yeah, I love we're in Michigan. Yeah. I love I love motel rooms. So yeah, it was, yeah. A, it was a real. This this was up my uh, motel room fetish. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah there's there a like, lot of motel a rooms. A bunch of different motels yep. too. They go to like three different motels. I think in there's this. there's a, there, there's like a whole scene, a couple of scenes that take place in the middle of this where that they're at this motel and they're like in a lounge of some kind. Yeah, with and the video games. It's very brightly lit and there are video games and there's nobody there, but yeah. there's like booze just lying around. It's empty enough that you can torture a guy <laughs> yeah. in there and it's fine. It was very, and it, it is like, it's almost completely unfurnished except yeah. for like a couple of chairs and it's a table like, and some I, video games. I guess it's like a room, you know, that they use for parties, but right. there's no party set up right now, I have to assume. It's kind of funny. Yeah, because it has a bar, yeah. but there's nothing there. Yeah, I think it's like, there's, you know, normally the hotel. It's like, it's like for when the the, the the fucking Kiwanis Club comes by. And yeah. <laughs> and for some, but for some reason, like the, the hotel uh, management is totally cool with these like hooligans. Just, just, <laughs> just, got, like, just they're like that guy working the desk is like, I don't know. These guys just seem like douchebags. I don't want to bother them. Right. It's, there's Christ- a, there's it's a fucking lot of Christmas where, Eve or whatever. Uh, where these hooligans are just torturing <laughs> Ben Affleck like in the, fl- they do it at a cafe at one point. Yeah. They're just punching this guy in the face and then they're like, then they're like oh, more coffees over here. This is like a. It's not even like a particularly empty restaurant. Michigan, dude. I'm it's telling I think you, it's just Michigan. Wild West out there. Yeah, there's another guy torturing, uh, torturing yep. guy over there. Or it's like the yeah. State motto is optimism. Well, so they like they like do some rowdy fucking. Then she go. They go to Goodwill. Then they come back and then Gary Sinise and uh, uh, uh his crew. The crew is Gary Sinise, Gary Sinise Donald Logue, Donald Logue uh-huh. Clarence, Clarence Williams the third. Uh, playing Danny, a playing a character that is very similar because Clarence to, to his character uh-huh. in Fifty Two yeah. Pickup, John Frankenheimer, uh, and, yeah, yeah, and uh, Danny, Danny, Trejo. Danny Trejo, Danny fucking Trejo. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's uh, this is not I mean, a good the, movie, but it's hard to not like this. Yeah, movie at this point, me. at this point, you had me in. Like, okay, there we go. Let's, I, yeah, well, I'm stuck. It's yeah. the kind of thing. It sucks. What sucks about this movie though is that like. Even though, like all this stuff that we're saying is fun and good and stuff, but I still don't. I still kind of didn't like. Sure. I still kind of left it like at the end, going like, eh. I mean, the at the very end fucking sucks. Is part imagine, of it. Imagine, imagine like, if it the, didn't like have the that... very end of the movie fucking oh, the, sucks. The very end is it, well, well. Just, uh, just imagine this movie like <laughs> like made in the style of the Tarantino knockoff shit yeah, yeah, that we yeah, watch. You know, yeah. like fucking like what's his name? John Hertzfeld directs it, and and like <laughs> Don Hertzfeld. <laughs> that would I be. Would, a, I, would I would watch love, that. I would love that. That'd be great. Ben Affleck's just bleeding out of his ass, or whatever. The, whoever the fucking guy who did uh, who did things to do in Denver, and right. like, you know, and it's like got Andy Garcia in it and oh, instead, no. you know. Well, no, no, but I, that's what I'm saying. But Andy the cast Garcia is so good. So, uh, there's a lot of a lot of the lifting is done by like this that like yeah. the ca- that like you just you know Dennis Farina shows up and I go that's great, but it's like but you know the. Well, the movie still kind of just sucks. <laughs> Ashton Kutcher shows up. Yeah, that's right. He, <laughs> Ashton like, Kutcher has a brief cameo. It's like a weird cameo. <laughs> yeah, speak. I don't think he was famous at this point. Uh, Two thousand. That seventy show was on. Show was on. Right. Yeah. But it, would, it wouldn't have been the same thing. He hadn't become. He hadn't been yeah. where people would go. Oh, Ashton Kutcher. Yeah. Speaking of Andy Garcia, just to digress, <laughs> I, I watched the recut of Godfather Three that came oh, out this week. Okay, it's you know I didn't really like it as much as the actual Godfather Three because it's like forty minutes shorter. And oh. I, I like Godfather Three. What do you want? But you know, uh, I want you to not. Right? Yes, you know, Stop you know, liking who, it. you know who's worse than Sofia Coppola in that movie is fucking Andy Garcia. That doesn't surprise me. There's a scene at the, towards the beginning after like Joey Zassa comes to like the 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 big party and like tells everybody that you know you made an enemy Michael Corleone and stuff like that. 
And uh, Andy Garcia is so mad, and he's literally pacing, biting his knuckles, and going like, what am I going to do with this guy? No. It's just fucking embarrassing. Oh. Uh, Chewing on my knuckles like they're fucking meatballs. <laughs> what the fuck even is that? It's absurd. Anyway, so speaking back of, to Reindeer speaking Games. Speaking of what the, what the fuck even sucks. is that, let's get back to Reindeer Games. <laughs> Yeah, so uh, so Gary, we're it's, taking, it's taking Gary a long Sinise. time to get through this plot. That's a lot. Yeah, a lot so, to do. So Gary Sinise, his name is Monster. That's right. His name is Monster. These guys are all these guys are all truckers. Yes. who are tired of being truckers. Right. And they've w- never robbed a bank. Want before. a big score? They've never robbed anything before, and they're planning to rob this fucking casino. Yeah. And and so ostensibly their plan is they're going to kidnap Ben Affleck and. And part of the plan is to have... Well, and I his, mean, sister, his sister, so, Shirley's his sister, Charlize Theron. Okay. The, so far, the plan as told to us by Monster at this point yeah, is, right. you, Nick, who are Rudy, but we think are Nick... <laughs> even though you told us you're even not. Even though you told us you're and, Rudy. And then you said very you were. Adamant, very adamantly and convincingly. He goes, I'm not that guy, I'm not that guy. And then they're, and they're like, like, well, well gonna, then we're just going to kill, kill you. And he goes, okay, right, I'm fine. that guy. And, and, and now we believe it again. Now they believe him. Yeah. So we have kidnapped you, Nick Rudy. Because of your extensive knowledge of this failing India cas- Indian casino at one at which you were once employed, mm-hmm. so that you can rob it, and mm-hmm. we enlisted my sister Charlie Theron mm-hmm. to honey trap you into this plot. Mm-hmm. But but at this point, they don't know. She, he doesn't know that they've enlisted. Charlie Theron's kind of unwilling in it. Right, she's pretend. Yeah, yeah, she's, she's, she's she's saying she's unwilling. Yes, but, she's yeah. like, I knew my brother was this crazy psycho, but I hoped he wouldn't do this, but he is, and he's killed people before, so you have to do this. And and I really, God, I really like him, him and I love you. Yeah, I love you. Leave, leave, leave him alone. And she's always being like, Oh no, and stuff like that. And, and while they're constantly punching it, <laughs> punching Rudy in the face, <laughs> and like throwing darts at him and shit. Like she's like, No, stop it. I love him. They, they, <laughs> she. At this point in the movie has apparently figured out that Rudy is Nick, or Nick is Rudy and not Nick. And so she pleads with Rudy to pretend to be Nick and go along with the plan. Because otherwise they're all going to die. Because otherwise they're all going to die. And yeah. Monster's a monster. Monster's He's a crazy. maniac, yeah. He's a maniac. He's a real monster. Now, Gary Sinise <laughs> has a real good Metallica like mullet going on in this movie. Oh, yeah. yeah. Sinise is, Sinise is really actually funny. pretty great. Yeah, He's fun. fun. It's, the uh, the it's, bad it's, guys are all fun. Yeah, it's, it's, it's also yeah. funny that he's he's basically a mustache-twirling villain. And oh, you he's know what? never broken the law before. He's just a trucker yeah, who's he, like, let's try robbing a bank. We totally forgot a something. bad guy. What's that? We forgot something. We're, hard, we're like five minutes we into for, the movie. We forgot <laughs> that the movie is voiceover narrated by Nick. Oh, yeah. Or by Rudy from the future. For yeah. after all this happens, and the opening scene is all of all these the guys Santas. outside of cause the indie casino in Santa suits, and they're all dead. Like one right. guy's been shot, one guy's buried in the windshield of a car. Five There's a dude Santas. on fire. Yeah, so we'll get there. So that's the you know that's the bookend sort of right. All right, so Ben Affleck's mad. Feels this goes all over the place, but at first he's very disappointed by Charlize Theron because he feels like he's been tricked into this. But she's still pretending that she had that she was she's innocent in it. Mm-hmm. But he does tell her, "I had better sex in prison." Jeez, and it did, and it hurts her feelings. Which isn't true, I'm sure. I don't think it's true. Well, it might be true. You, know, you never know. Seems like he's of... saying it just to hurt. Fuck, her. I, I, think, the S I think he's in the ass. I fucked. Yes, I fucked. Is there another cut where we see him having better sex in prison? <laughs> oh yeah, it's, and it is pretty. <laughs> That's a the theatrical cut. <laughs> oh, so they cut that part. They cut of, that yeah. for the director's cut for some reason. Oh, weird. Okay. Uh, and yeah. and then there's <laughs> it was, also it was him just getting boned by Isaac Hayes. And there's also a very I just funny part. Him, I had better sex in prison. It just cuts to him in prison having sex, going like actually looking at the camera. Yeah, that was pretty good. Gotta admit, it was pretty. <laughs> or, or Ron Howard going, he didn't. He didn't. Or something. <laughs> <laughs> 
monsters in the gelatin indeed uh but there is a part where because uh, nick nick or gary sinise is constantly saying like christmasy things this yes. bad guy and he's go and he says, he says reindeer games uh-huh. he says so you lied to you you said that you were uh that you were nick when you were rudy so you could get down her chimney huh <laughs> What? It's a Christmassy sort of uh, metaphor sure. there. So that's how he's talking the whole movie. Down and then, the chimney. And so they're driving around in Monster's truck, which, by the way, makes a monster sound. It sounds like a growling monster when it drives yeah. around, which is a weird And they all hang out in the, in, the, in the cargo part of the truck. You know, like, They all... hang out in the cargo part of the truck. And so for the next, like, what, 40 minutes of the movie, it's, it's a just lot this of very it. bizarre sort of, like, Going back and forth between him going like, I'm not Nick, I'm Rudy. And then he's like, yes, I am, because now I'm afraid. But like now I'm trying to escape. And then now I'm staying. He's dressed and, and now we're having coffee at this diner. It's they a dr- bunch of nonsense. They dress him as a cowboy. Yeah. yeah to case the joint. To case, to case the, the joint. joint. And then Even though he's already like, supposed to know anyways. So well, no, because you he, just case the he joint. Draws him a, he draws him a map. And then they draw they have a map. And he's like, this map is all wrong. Yeah. Where's this and where's that and the other thing? So now we need to case it. Because he's, he's going to try to use this as an opportunity to get away. Right. Which yes. he. Which he which he, he does successfully he, he sort of does a, for some he gives a cowboy costume to Ashton Kutcher in the bathroom yeah, yeah. and then so so and it's, presumably like a hundred bucks or something and he also like says that, that he needs the cowboy costume because Dennis Farina him. will recognize him yeah and meanwhile Dennis Farina is like having business meetings with his investors from the from the reservation we're like we're, like, we're not making as much money yeah. as the other casino and he's like look I know what I'm doing okay yeah, and he's like he he's like been hired on to save this casino right the problem with this casino that we got right here S N O fucking W snow there's too much fucking <laughs> snow here and he's talking to these Native Americans that run the place some he's fucking he, sport around, peppers on this casino here get, will you? <laughs> get around a fire smoke a pipe and do some kind of goddamn spirit dance about the fucking snow and that's how he talks the whole movie. He's not in it a lot, though. You show me another buffet that offers both Coke and Pepsi. I, that's my favorite line. And in don't the whole bother movie. answering because it doesn't exist. <laughs> he, I love the way he's because he goes it offers both Coke and Pepsi. Like he, <laughs> he's I, very proud. That, of ma- it. that made me laugh. And then he uh, went because there's a part later where Affleck's like, "Can I get a rum and Coke?" And the lady, the bartender's like, uh, "How about a rum and Pepsi? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want a rum and Coke or a rum and Pepsi? Or you want a rum and Coke or a rum and Pepsi?" <laughs> and Ben Affleck's like, "Ooh, wow. That's I just very thought, nice. I thought that was like a funny detail. That was some funny some awesome <laughs> rum and like, Pepsi. Weird, not as good in my opinion. weird writing." So that's fun. Uh, Dennis Coke's Green a better mixer. Yeah. Very proud yeah. of what he's done with this ca- casino, and also frustrated that the business isn't coming through. Uh, and that's pretty much that. Uh, yeah, but there's like a tremendous amount of this movie that's given to yeah, the debate about whether or not well, Nick Affleck, is ready. Affleck runs away. He escapes. He falls through. Him and Shirley Theron fall through some ice. Well, this part is is particularly insane, and you have to keep this in mind when you find out the further reveals <laughs> in the plot. Right. So there. So it's Gary yeah. Sinise and Shirley Theron, and they're it alone in a car, and presumably from our from what we're supposed to think, it's Gary Sinise is like, "You come with me, you bitch," and you're unwillingly, and she's like, "No, okay, fine," and they're driving in the car, and then he's driving. He's gunning for Ben Affleck while he's running, and he's gonna hit him with the car. And Charlize Theron, right, turns the car away yeah. and is like, "No, yeah. don't do it." And he's like, "You bitch!" But right. they're alone in the car together. Yeah, and we find out shortly thereafter Ben Affleck saves her together. from drowning. But and then but but there's more kill- to the plan that Monster doesn't know. That this all but makes sense. I kind I guess she does. She doesn't want 
them to kill Ben Affleck. But in this moment, she doesn't go like like you would think she does. She doesn't go, no, don't do it because this reason or that. She's just right because they're like going to screw over Monster too later. Yes. That's all part of the plan. No, but she's not in. He's saying is that she's alone in the not that not that it's weird. She does that, but it's the way they're they're interacting is just to trick the audience. Uh, you know what I, I mean? See, just I see. I see. Oh, I'm getting ahead of what you're it's saying. Not her yeah. going, it's not her going like, hey, it's just the two of us she, yeah. and we're in on this. Hey, by the way, by the way, Monster, we we're in on this plot together. She's like because we have. Don't they do it, you monster! Because they haven't revealed that to the audience they yet. Because then they it. fall in the ice. He kills right. a he kills a poor ice fisherman. That's right. Yeah. He kills Bur- that ice Burley, fisherman. He makes him. He drowns him, or he shoots him, and then he's like shoots the ice around him yeah, so yeah. that he falls. And this is a guy who's never committed crimes before. Yeah, he's a very good villain. So straight up villainous, right uh, out of the gate. And then then it goes back to the hotel and Gary oh, Sneeze throws, throws darts Affleck saves Charlie's throne. Yeah, yeah. She's falling in there. Yeah, he saves her from the ice, and then he's throwing darts at him. Affleck threw a bunch of stuff. Is like chained, handcuffed to his hotel room. He is. They do, they do throw a bunch of darts. The part where they throw the it's darts really at him is really gross and, it's, and mean. It's, it's hilarious. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to post that clip on, I like on it. Instagram. It's not it's, as mean. I found the part where he murders the ice fisherman. Oh yeah, yeah. It was just. It was just like you throw you throw the yeah. one dart and you're like, oh geez, that that, that, that probably hurts. And then he just keeps doing he's it. He's like yeah. five feet away. From him, throwing <laughs> darts right into and it's his like, chest. The first time you're like, oh, that's mean. I wonder if that really hurts. And then he just keeps doing. it. You're like, yeah, I bet that hurts a lot. Yeah, I bet that really sucks. Yeah. And then later on, Charlie's goes in to console him, and it's implied that they have sex. So like. You know, while he was suffering from, from some pretty deep penetrating dart wounds, somebody was else like, was getting some deep ah, penetrating wounds. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. There yes. we go, and so forth. Yikes! So, anyways, a- after this, like uh, he's, he, Ben Affleck is, st- is uh, once again mad at Charlie's Throne, but she's like, "No, the, you are. You're definitely. Ha- you have to be Nick, and please don't be Rudy. Be Nick, and I love you so much." And he's like, "Okay, I'm convinced again." <laughs> and so he and so he is uh, handcuffed or, ch- or leg cuffed to the bed. And he, uh, to the you, thing that the thing you sleep on, <laughs> the, th- the big, the big uh, square thing that you, the soft square thing, and uh, and he uses human ingenuity to get out of there, and yeah. uh, which is what. Uh, it's a, like a screwdriver or something. Oh, okay. some he sort of, some he sort was of a car thief, right? right. So, oh, no, he uses the dart. So he knows how there to... Yeah, he he's the got dart the dart. Screw the thing. Anyway, it and he breaks out, and then he's, uh, and he's, then he's sneaking going around. around. He's sneaking around the hotel room, <laughs> and then he hears Charlize Theron going, like, no, leave me alone! And it's from the in pool. The, from the pool, and he's like, I gotta go fucking save this broad, because I love her. <laughs> and he goes up into the into the pool, and, and you see her going, like, get away from me! But she's in a bikini with Gary Sinise alone in the pool. And, and Ben's going like, oh, no, what's happening? And then she goes, you were supposed to do you did that plan all wrong. And then you hear you hear them basically hashing out what the fuck was going on in the car mm-hmm. and trying to rationalize what they just showed you. And they uh, unsuccessfully, I might add, <laughs> because he's like, why did you turn? Why did you grab the steering wheel and turn me away from trying to hit him? And she's why like, you were going to ruin the plan. And he goes, why didn't you just tell me in, <laughs> instead of acting like the character? That, well, because we're trying to trick the audience as well. <laughs> And anyways, and so while ben, Ben's yeah. watching this, and he's going ooh, and he's like he's biting, chewing, his he's biting his knuckles. Because well, then, 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 then it turns out it's not they're not brother and sister because they start uh, they start Charlie's, going at it. They start naked making it. Yeah, making Char- Charlize takes pool. off her top, and you get more gratuitous nudity, and you get to see Charlize sucking face with uh, Gary Sinise. Mm. You get to. You get to. You have that privilege, <laughs> <laughs> Lieutenant Dan. No. <laughs> And Ben Affleck's like, ah, fuck all this, and then he and then he's just gonna leave, and then he, uh, t- it turns out he's trapped. Yeah. So he runs. Well, back. there's all he the other back to his room. And it's kind of a. It's like it's a pretty good scene because it's him trying to escape, but every every exit is like 
uh, blocked unknowingly by one of the other mm-hmm. like crooks. Like they're yeah. all they're all ju- but they're all just wandering around like a bunch of yeah. jabronis. Very slow. They're doing the kind of like yeah. uh, they're patrolling slow. the motel. Yeah, but they're not even <laughs> looking for them. They're just hanging. No, out. No, they're just hanging out, being being shifty. Yeah, but they but he can't get away from them. Like they're all over, so he can't find an escape route. So he has to end up go chain himself back up and <laughs> and do the plan. Even though now he know now he knows now he knows the whole now deal. he knows the whole deal. Except he doesn't. No, he sure doesn't. <laughs> And most of them don't. Well, they're, they're still going to rob that powwow safe. <sighs> they got to rob. You got to make sure to get that powwow tells safe. Tells him about the powwow safe, and he's like, uh, so which you is know, in Farina's office, where all the buku dollars are at. Yeah. And and Gary Sinise is like, all right, now I'm obsessed with this powwow safe, and so finally, and so finally, we get to the robbery. They're all dressed like Santa, dressed like Santa Clauses, and this is like the real hook, I think, of the movie is like, what if Santa Clauses, you know, <laughs> like Point Break, but Santa Clauses, that's hooky. Yeah. We'll do that. Don't they like walk in and just like immediately shoot a couple people? No, Basically, they, they pretend like, they pre- they're like playing the they're playing craps or uh, blackjack or and something. And it's up to Ben Affleck, the guy that they brought in unwillingly to be kind of like take point right. and be the distraction in this. It's so weird. And Ben Affleck's going like, "This fucking old man's trying to steal my money. Are you are you trying to hustle me, old man?" And then like, and then they st- and then they come in and just start shooting everything. And that's when Ben Affleck like knocks the old tackles the old yeah. man and goes, "Just be caught. Like, don't move, old man. I'm trying to save your life here." <laughs> Because he's a hero, right? Sure, and Bastard. then and then just everybody, and it, it really goes. Uh, then it's just a bar. Then it's it just goes like south pretty quickly. Yeah, action. This it's is an just absolute just in, insane, incoherent. I mean, it's it's, it's actually pretty cool. This, you know, security guards are it's, all dead. Farina shows up with a machine gun. These, no, not yet. No, not, not yet. yet. But the, but the Santas are all getting blown away too. Yeah, yeah. So like it's their just plan like is, their it's plan just like the whole thing is completely gone to hell. Yeah, their plan is not um at working. all ever. And their plan and, and the plan was so elaborate. Is this when <laughs> has seems tra- like they could have just busted in and done this fucking anyway. At what point well I okay. Know. Does does the does Charlize show up before or after Farina gets goes to the powwow safe? It's kind of like before. towards the end of the whole. She, she, oh, is that, that, is that right? she crashes the car. Right, she drives the oh, car right. into the, into and the place. And then she's like, and then that's when I think that's when she re- it's revealed to Nick, right, Rudy, Nick yeah. Rudy, that, that she was in on it the whole time, even though he already knew. She's that. Like, how dare you take me to Mars? You know how much I hate this <laughs> fucking planet. Kicks him in the balls eight times. That's your wife. <laughs> what a bitch. <laughs> what a bitch. So then they go. They go upstairs. They get to the powwow safe after torturing Dennis Farina a bit. Yeah. Turns, and, out powwow. turns out powwow. Turns out powwow is it's full of guns. And it, well, and it's also true because like Ben Affleck's making up a whole bunch of this shit about the yep. casino. He doesn't know. And there's one part where he like draws a map for Sinise, and he's like, "Go over here," and Sinise follows the map, which is accurate to a point. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Even though Ben Affleck was just totally making it up, but he's like, "Then I take a left here," and they're like, "Oh no, there's a." bricks instead of a door and so, I'm starting to think maybe this guy isn't the guy yeah, yeah. <laughs> even though like the, the thing that he told me very convincingly multiple times uh but so Ben Affleck doesn't know anything about the casino but the thing about the powwow safe which we thought that they may he made up was true he did know that because yeah. that's a thing that presumably that's the thing Nick that presumably Nick told, told him and so he's talking to Farina and Farina's been injured and he's like hey, it's no funny why are you doing and then he goes show him the fucking powwow safe that pal and Farina's like, oh, he knows about the powwow safe. All right, we'll go to the powwow safe. And he goes, uh, and he opens you up the You know I call it the powwow safe. Yeah. And then they kind of both at the same time go, pow, wow. And then Farina <laughs> turns around with two Uzis like, and starts like, mowing them all down. Affleck like ducks and then he just starts mowing down Santa's. <laughs> and this is the part when you get Dennis Farina just mowing people down with an Uzi and then like like jumping around Cackling. like an action. It's really wild. Yeah, he does that for a while, then he gets killed. Then he gets killed. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, and then I think it ends up... Sinise and Charlize like run away from there. Farina's machine gunning people. It leaves uh, 
Clarence Williams III and uh, and Affleck alone in there. Oh yeah. And Affleck, by the way, when he he was like he was like I need a gun, and they gave him a squirt gun, <laughs> which he is one point filled with uh like filled with lighter fluid. Or light, no, he, no, he no, whiskey. He filled, filled it with booze. It's filled with and booze. it's kind of implied when he does it, so so he can just squirt it into his mouth. Just oh, yeah. Like hey, might as to well have it. a little hey hey. But then at the end, then Clarence Williams is like, I'm gonna kill you, and you have a fake gun, so you can't do anything anyway. I'm gonna slowly light this, or he's like yeah. light, he got like a lighter, and he's gonna and Ben Affleck remembers he has. Booze in his thing, and so he squirts the, the booze and sets him on fire. He falls he, out a window. He falls out a window onto the car. Yeah, yeah. And he uh, goes like, "God bless us, everyone," or something. When he's like, "Thank you, Jesus," or something, and yeah. torches him. It's no, fun. Okay, no, because because uh, Clarence Williams keeps saying uh, Santa's dwarves, dwarves right. instead of it's elves. Santa's elves. Yeah, yeah, that's fun. There's uh, like fun touches here and there, even though it's. I'm getting tired. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're, we're, we're almost at the, we're we're almost at the, the very end. So now, at this point, like this has just been an absolute total clusterfuck, and, pre- and everybody's dead except for Shirley, <laughs> Shirley, Shirley, and Ben Affleck. They did get away with some money, yeah. and they got a bunch of money. Yeah, yeah. it's like two so, million dollars. So I mean, they did rob. They did successfully rob the place, yeah. except that the, it the, was the a funny huge thing is, mess. is that they've already cleared like two million dollars, and then Gary and they could just get out of there. And Gary Sinise has got, I gotta have that powwow safe, right? And <laughs> which, which honestly it, isn't, which isn't part of anybody's plan in right. this movie. Full it's just Gary Sinise being greedy. He's just Except weirdly that, obsessed like, with it. Except it also feels like it's part of the plan. Right. It feels like that's part of the plan. That uh, the other plan. That's what I the mean. The final plan. That's what yeah. I mean. Even though it clearly <laughs> kind of isn't. I don't know. Weird. It's a conversation tree. Like there's all these options. Yeah. There's all these <laughs> options on the table, and you can if this if you go to this one, then you can go to that one. Uh, and then the but if not, something else. Also, like during during this master plan that Charlize and the dead guy came up with. The quote unquote dead guy came up with, uh, like there's multiple there's multiple times where she could fucking be killed. Yeah, but oh, in sure. any in a, a variety of different ways, and it's like they're still like, yeah, this plan's gonna this is a fine plan. You're like, this robbery what? is just an orgy of insane chaotic violence. They're it's, criminal. She's a criminal mastermind. <laughs> she really. I mean, she's so good. It's it's like amazing that the some like the CIA or Fucking something hasn't Lex grabbed Luthor her here tried to rob this Indian casino. She's doing this, this running this whole plan single handedly. Get this lady to catch Bin Laden. <laughs> Absolutely, like <laughs> she like it's almost sad. She it's, could be used for look, look everyone. Her plan her plan will seem ridiculous, but it's gonna we'll work. See, we'll see if you if you if you hired this lady to catch Bin Laden, then nine eleven would have been part of the plan. <laughs> You're right. That is true. <laughs> no, we need nine eleven to happen. We need nine eleven to him. happen so that we can draw him out and catch him. <laughs> <laughs> you don't make an omelet not, without, uh, without breaking about 3,000 fucking eggs. Two oh, giant geez. buildings. Uh, so, so now it's so. This, this is really funny to me, too, because they're like, all right, so now this has just been an absolute clusterfuck of violence. Everyone's dead, and there, there must be two dozen people dead in this casino. Yeah. And they're going like, we have to stage Ben Affleck's death. <laughs> like, what are you talking about? You're just fucking blowing him away there. Who's going to sift through that shit? Well, so well, so they, they, so they get back to the truck. Monster and Charlize and Affleck are the only ones left alive. Mm-hmm. And then Monster's going to shoot Ben Affleck, but then... Charlize Theron kills him. Shoots monster. Shoots well, the, the, monster. The reveal is really funny because, uh, uh, all right, so it's her and it's monster, and then she's and then and then someone says something about Nick getting shivved, or like she says something about it's too bad that Nick got shivved. He's right. like, and he's he like goes, how did you know that? How did you fucking know it was a shiv? I told you he was dead. I never told you it was a shiv. Never told you he got shanked by and, the Alamo. And she's, and she's like, well, like, well, it's a prison. Oh, I assumed. Shit. Oh, it got well. me. I ain't even married. <laughs> <laughs> and she blows away Gary Sinise. Yeah. Who, who, and then who, turns out, who it turns out she was also duping. She was yes. duping the, the whole thing. And then Nick <laughs> comes whistling because he was whistling at the beginning, like whistling 
Some Christmas Some song. Christmas song. I like how he like comes out. And he's like, well, he's, he's like, I like the it's silver. Bells. Imagine him like waiting there, going, okay, wait, uh, wait, let's see. Okay, when do I reveal myself? Okay, well, uh, oh, she shot oh, that. That's what he said about the shiv. All well, right, they, 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 okay, I'm, 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 right, hold I'm on, hold on. Okay, I heard some gunshots. Okay, uh, she's she's good. Oh, she killed that. Okay, better start whistling and acting cool. <laughs> and he's like, I paid, I paid him to pretend to shake me. I had a blood pack. I paid another guard to tell you I was dead. <laughs> Yes. Yada, yada, yada. So that guy, the Alamo, at the beginning, that was in on the plan. He was in on the plan. But they have to constantly, they really try to make up for all did like, they put, like the Did they put cockroaches made. in Isaac Hayes' Jello? I, they, they, they can't account for it all. They spend a lot of time trying to kind of like justify this plot. Mm-hmm. And, then, and then Ben Affleck's constantly going like, well, this is insane. <laughs> and he's like, well, these are all contingency plans, Nick. You know, and if, she, and if that didn't happen, then she would do yeah. this. And it, and then this all amounts to a plan where they bust in on a casino and just start shooting everyone. <laughs> yeah. It's so anyways in, in a movie that has probably a total of an hour of people explaining plans to each other. Right, like it ends up the plan being like let's go strong in there and shoot the everybody. Yeah. Like wh- that's what happens. We needed we needed to get like eight guys to strong arm the place for us, yeah. and they needed a patsy so that they would do it in the first place. There's like five different scenes where people explain plans to, and then the plans just then the plan goes. Of the wrong way, and they just end up shooting everybody. If you, if you have these long scenes where they're trying, where the bad guys are explaining the plan, and they're not convincing, you might want to go back and start from the top and like yeah. go through your plot again because he's this is so this is what he says. Ben Affleck goes, "How many things could have gone wrong, huh? A thousand. <laughs> and uh, Nick, the real Nick, goes. You think we don't know what a long shot is? Like, why did it have to be such a long shot? This is you're just robbing a Michigan casino. Yeah." And then he says to, to to justify the reason why they even brought, even hypothetically brought in a person to, like, be the guy who knows about the casino. He says, they'd never done crimes before. You gave them the confidence to walk out. <laughs> like, they're murderers. They're just, like, stone killers. But no, they're not. They've I know, I know. But they were immediately, like, very acclimated oh, to this. Sure. You know what I mean? And they're it's all like, villainous. But they, also, is it just that they got, like, they got real fired up because they had Ben <laughs> Affleck hanging out with them? And, and how did he... He have, gave us the confidence did, to be bad guys. How did a guy who keeps saying, I'm not that guy, give, give, give them, them confidence? confidence. Oh, yeah. I'm very confident to walk into that casino <laughs> now. I wouldn't have been otherwise, but now we've I'm, got a stranger going, look, I'm not the guy. I'm not the guy. I'm not the guy. Uh, are this you the guy? Really, this is really pumping if, me up. We're gonna shoot you if you say you're not the guy. Okay, I'm the guy. He's the guy. This guy's like Newt Rockney with his inspirational <laughs> seriously inspiration here. Oh, <laughs> uh, then well then they I don't they, know who that is. They fight yes, and then <laughs> uh, there's a, there's a struggle and there's a car. Well, he, oh, no, they put him in. They put him, they put in, him the in the car and he's and, like, and their plan is they're just gonna push the car out of the truck down the ramp and off a cliff. But then yeah. he gets out of his handcuffs or whatever. Well, he's he, a car thief. He's a car thief. That's and why he, goes, thief. And that's he starts why he the car. Never put a car thief in a car. That's why he was riding a tight five. And he kills. He kills a real Nick. He back, runs him he over. Backs, backs over him and then, and then he runs over Charlize. Yeah, Charlize throws in front of the car and he hits her. She, oh no, he hits her. She doesn't. Ju- that's a really weird part where she like doesn't get out of the way of the car. Yeah. It's a cl- there's a classic scenes like that in a lot where people are like, well, you can go to the side. <laughs> To yeah. get away yes. from the car. She's like, ah! The shit happens to her in Prometheus, too. <laughs> it does, actually, yeah. <laughs> she's just, just zigzag a little bit. She's just just, straight just get out of the way. <laughs> just go to the side. In this one, she doesn't even move. She just goes, you killed the real Nick, and then stands in front of the car instead of going like, maybe this guy's going to run me over, right? too. What a weird career she's she's, she's such a she's such a brilliant fucking tactician that she but she can't get out of the way of a fucking car. <laughs> I ran out of moves at the very end. At the at the very end of this movie is all the wrong I, is where moves. I actually like I was enjoying it, but I absolutely hate the very end of this movie for two reasons. Oh, well, well, so, so we're, so we're not quite there yet. Okay. Well, yeah, well, he, kill, he kills and then he has all the money. He has all the money, but he gives it away. 
Are we there yet? We I guess so. Okay, so he hits Charlize Theron with a car, and then she goes fl- off, a cl- off a flaming car in, into a cliff and blows up. She's definitely dead. Yeah. And then he uh, and then he pushes. He has the uh, truck back itself up. So right. Nick is in the truck, and he and he also blows up in a fiery cataclysm. So. Nick and uh, and now Rudy, Rudolph has the um, the bag of money, and he's walking back yeah. to his. This I guess dumb. he just walks all the way back to his hometown. Yeah, which is puts, only fifteen miles away. And he puts the thing of a little bundle of money and all the mailboxes on his way. Well, it's got to be well, something it plays like Parumpa Pum Pum. Or something. Yes. What I what I enjoy. Right? He's, so he's and he's Is still it? dressed like a Santa, and so he's got the sack full of money. So yeah. Santa in his sack. And so he's given, but I, what I thought was funny is that he's there are differing sizes of money. Yeah, yeah. So one t- some people he'll put in just like a little, like just one of them, oh, yeah. one uh, parcel of money, and then other ones will get a whole huge stack. So like, why is he playing favorites? I don't know. Like this this house looks a little bit more run down than that one. So yeah, you know, get yourself a porch. I uh, I was bummed. also why does he why is he still wearing the Santa suit? I mean, I get it for the visual gag of it's Santa cold. delivering these money, but like he. He, you think that he would change out of it because there was like this yeah they're looking for Santas they're looking for Santas with money Santas. they're looking for Santas that are maybe covered in blood and gunpowder and burn you know like his <laughs> yeah, Santa right. suit is, looks like it's been some through some cop a- pulls him over and it's like what you doing there Pally <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> nothing <laughs> uh, let, what's in the bag uh, you know a couple bunch of Santas robbed a casino <laughs> up the road uh, you guys oh not a Santas <laughs> dozens of people are dead what's your name uh, is it Nick something no uh, can Rudy? I see your can I see, can your, I see your driver's ID? license. <laughs> <laughs> well, funny story about that. It's a long, complicated, it's a long, complicated story. story. I flushed it down the toilet. Do, does that in work? the heat does of passion? Does it? Does, it, does, does, that does it really work? flush down Can the you toilet? Actually, do like that? Even? Does that even I work? Know. I don't think. I don't it think it would. I don't think it would. Work so here's here's why I was annoyed at the very end of the movie. Besides all that. Stuff. Besides all that stuff. No, it was just. It was like okay. I, I thought at this point I was the, the plot was so ludicrous that I kind of wanted them to turn on real Nick. And go like, actually, the plan all along was yes. oh, Rudy right. was doing it. He Why? was in on it the whole time. Why not? And they walk away with the money. Wouldn't that be so cool? Just that would to get be one last. I would just reveal? be like, fuck it. Yes. Why not? Let's There's do no it. There's no reason not to. Well, the fact the fact that it kind of winds like that this ridiculous movie kind of winds up so conventionally, and then he doesn't even get to keep the money. Yeah. Was kind of like eh, I didn't care. I just didn't. I just didn't. And, and he's doing the voiceover, Quiet. so he, so you can have him back doing his voiceover at the end, going like, I love it when a plan comes together or right. something. And like it's that. just sort of like, ah, you know what? You should have gone for it. Yeah, I'm sure they were tempted. I don't know. It it, it just shows you that the I think the the people who the, the screenwriter wasn't in on the joke of the sure. of the script. He might not, he you might know what I mean? It's just right. We were cool expected plot. to actually take like, this, this is, seriously. Right. I think that's what I think that's the problem. Because at the end, then when Affleck is giving away the money, and then he's at dinner with his family or whatever, <laughs> it, it, it ends with a smug <laughs> Ben Affleck it's like smile, a fucking like Norman Rockwell. I'm here dinner. at my fucking family's house having a Christmas dinner, eating the turkey. What if he, they, they should have been a scenery showed up at his family's house and they're like, Nick, you're Nick and you're not Rudy, and he's like, No, I, I show you <laughs> oh, my driver's shit. license. But I, I flushed it down the. How is that possible? <laughs> and and it, like the last thing that he says is like I said, I never was much for the holidays until now. The it, it just ends on like a stupid, this stupid like uh, uplifting note that the movie never, never teases and never and doesn't, doesn't earn, earn in yeah. any way. Like where it's supposed to be like, oh, we were supposed to give a shit about this guy the whole time. Yeah, or something. You know, it's like this thing where, like, yeah, the good, he's good. It's, eh, I don't know. It just really fucking pissed me off. <laughs> I would have been so it was rad. Fucking pissed me. It, it would have been, been so rad. I don't even care if there was like another twist. If 
I I just want him to leave with the money and be like, man, that was a weird couple days, but yeah. I've got, I'm a millionaire. <laughs> all now. in all, it was a, it was a weird, weird weird lottery, lottery. right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know. I just I, it just uh, it just annoyed me because it was all of a sudden this like smug sentimentality. Oh, absolutely. That the movie never they never even hints at being yeah. like this. It just is like that at the end because they were like, and then that's how a movie ends. I guess is like this, and you're like, well, fuck you. No, it doesn't have to. It doesn't have to end that way. Movie that started with a guy flushing a, a driver's license down the toilet, which you can't do. <laughs> That's the most implausible thing in the movie. <laughs> driver's license just went down the toilet. Like it. I mean, I guess maybe if it's a big pipe. I don't know. I don't think it would work. Well, though. it's the Midwest. You have to like if you you have to cut it up. They have big toilet. They have big toilet pipes in the Midwest. That's true. That's true. Take down all those huge Midwestern dumps. And toilet pipe. <laughs> toilet pipe capital of the world. All that hot plate. That's Michigan. Why, yeah. Michigan, uh, the toilet pipe capital of the world. So, and let's double back and what Charlize Theron have to do during all of this stuff because it's like well, she mean, has to have sex with two different guys that she doesn't want to for as part of the plan right. multiple times. It's really funny when they're trying to explain the plan to uh, Rudy at the end, and they're both they both have sinister bad guy smiles on their faces, mm-hmm. like acting like, "Yep, yeah, we you got to admit we really came up with a good plan." And you're like, "No, what? No, you didn't." But like, there's you some, came up like, with a complicated. You plan. were saying like, you know, you didn't buy her as stupid. Because like she really isn't doing a very good acting job when, right, when you're right. when you're supposed oh, no. to think when you're supposed Nick, to think no. she's yeah. just like caught up in this yeah 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 I just I, it was more of a thing where I've seen Charlize play characters like that other times and it's kind of like I mm-hmm. think she's in real but then yeah but then of course then of course it turns out she's not really like right. that so you're, oh she's not so doing it's a the good. character who's a bad actress right yeah it needs to be pointed out it is a two year uh, plan yes because it's it involves and it involves I believe it involves the real Nick actually getting himself put in prison and it was Charlize Theron. That they plan? came up with it while he was in prison. Yeah, he, I couldn't quite get that. But it is Charlize it. Theron's plan. Okay, to like contact a person via uh, yeah. a person but, in prison. But they knew each other before he went to prison. Yeah. Oh no. Yes, yeah, they've known each other for. They've been dating forever. She, her her actual real name is Millie Bobich, mm. and he's discussed like the when he was lying to Rudy. Nick talked about this Millie Bobich. The reason that he's in jail is because he was protect. He killed someone protecting her, which is true. Right. He but killed the, a guy at the place she worked. And she got off. But in real life, she got off on that shit because they're criminals together. <laughs> it's totally mind-melting. It's, it's totally mind-melting. And it, requires Charlize, it, of course, requires Charlize Theron's character to do 100% of the work. All Nick has to do is wait in the woods f- yeah. for the whole time and then like after his, <laughs> you know, wait for his cue and come out whistling. And Al- like, alternately, yeah, I, was, I was bummed that they didn't have a shitty montage of like him in the background of all the shots. You know, like he's they're they're beating him up at that diner in public and he's just like over in another booth like oh. with a fake mustache. I, kinda, on. I was just thinking about that. I want to see not not maybe a montage would be funny, but I want to see the whole entire other movie. That's, that's like him. No, that's like a, like a Gus Van Sant movie or something where it's just this guy hanging out for like an hour and a half. And you're like, what, what is this movie? You don't know what the movie's about. Even you just see this guy hanging out, kind of watching this other group of people every once in a while, but kind of then just maybe sitting in a hotel room, not doing anything. <laughs> and and at then the, the very end, it's just the end of this movie. And he's like waiting behind. Then he's like walks over to the truck and he's like, uh, and then he comes out and you're like, oh, now they're in a thriller. That movie, this guy has just been waiting for the, it'd be like a. That like, movie has to end with him <laughs> winning and actually just, they, they get the money and shoot Ben Affleck. <laughs> Here yeah. I am. I may look like I'm just sitting around in a diner doing nothing. But I'm conducting the greatest heist in Gus the history Van of the world. Gus Van Silver Bells. I just like movies where nothing happens, so I think that would be <laughs> right. funny to have a movie where nothing happens for the entire time. Jerry meets And you don't know why games. this guy is here, and then at the end it's like, oh, he's been in this th- this this ridiculous thriller the whole time. But you I don't see a, any of the shootouts I did a whole wind-up clock heist that yeah. I started and don't have to do anything about. <laughs> but this guy's just hanging out by himself uh, the whole time. I would definitely watch that movie. Watching fucking Woody Woodpecker cartoons in uh, the hotel. It's 
fucking crazy. All right, Jesus Christ! It feels like we. It feels like we've been talking about this movie forever. <laughs> it's been a while. I don't remember a time when we weren't talking about reindeer games. Yeah. Well, I, there's just two uh, quick quotes that I wanted to point out. Uh, there's like, uh, to my to my mind, it's very it's a very small thing, but the funniest part in this whole movie is Ben Affleck has fallen into the water. It's during that whole scene. He's fallen into the ice water and come out. And uh, and the the guy that they shoot the the innocent the, like yeah, the fisherman fisherman guy is just like what's going on over here eh uh, and and Ben Affleck is uh, he's trying to act here I guess but he's and he's trying to be like okay so I'm like freezing cold what's my motivation you're cold my, you're, I'm extremely cold that's got to be very you know shocking and so he's like out of it but the way he's he's what he wants to say is get out of here man but he's like. <laughs> it's it's bananas. I, I I watched that I watched that over and over again. It's so funny. And then there's a part when after he has all the darts thrown at him, it's like a weird James Bond line because he's all he's all hurting because he's been very much injured and tortured. And Charlize Theron goes, "What happened?" And he goes, "They had some points to make." Uh. <laughs> he's like some sort of sad shit James Bond. They kicked. They uh kicked my fucking ash all over the place. You could say because he's throwing darts at him, but they're also like just kicking the shit out of him constantly yeah. too. They didn't even ask me any question. <laughs> <laughs> I feel awful. I feel terrible. Uh, ratings. Uh, three Juds. It's too entertaining mm-hmm. to, but not entertaining enough to dismiss how fucking stupid it is. Oh yeah, I, I found it tremendously enjoyable, and kind of always have. Um. And you know, good good cast. I like all of Frankenheimer's like crazy Dutch angles and like split diopters and yeah. shit. It's all over the place. You know, the movie's just it's kind of a blast. Even though it's it's one of the it's one of those movies I generally don't like so bad it's good stuff. Mm-hmm. This is kind of the version of that that I like, where it's like insanely competent yeah. in a lot of ways. Working very and, like, hard for working it's so really bad it's hard. Good yeah, if yeah, it, but if, it's absolute shit. It would actually and it would be it would be good. It would be like solid if it had like maybe a rewrite or yeah. two or so, you know like something. There's a way to like it's not it, it's. Fighting, it's fighting playing into the movie that it wants to be, that Frankenheimer clearly wants it to be. Yeah. And it seems like whatever forces were at play demanded that they, they try to take it seriously, and that doesn't work. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, three but Frankenheimer judges. clearly is not taking it no, seriously. No, no. He's doing as best as he can. <laughs> Sometimes that works. Other times it doesn't work for right. him. But in this case, it really worked. Um, so, three Judds. Uh, I'm going to give it like three and a half Douglases. There's a lot it's of very, there's a lot of nudity the sex and fucking scene is just, and you're just like what? Jeez. Well, and then it's just gratuitous like pool the pool scene. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Charlize it's is like, naked for no reason. And then reason. you take off your top. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh. All right. Like, what's my character's motivation for taking off her top? You really want to get you naked. Wanna naked. You want to be naked so we can see it. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, three three and a half a good solid so three and a half Douglases for all the gratuitous sex and nudity and uh, and you know just Ben Affleck's gross. <laughs> um, <laughs> And uh, I'm going to give it 10 out of 10 uh, deep-fried Santa Clauses. Yes. <laughs> I'm also going to give it three Juds. I really like it. This is a bad movie, but I really like it. And good, bad movies. I, I enjoy good, bad movies without compunction. Uh, and this is, one of the, this is one of the better ones. I also w- recently watched uh, a, a snow-themed, similarly torturously plotted movie called Dreamcatcher. Hmm. Oh. Uh, very, very similar, sort of like, why didn't you just read your script and write it again? <laughs> <laughs> Didn't anybody read this after they wrote it? That is an unbelievable epic of shit, it's literally and figuratively. Amazing. <laughs> and a, a truly amazing movie. And it's so yeah. gross and so weird. What was King doing? Like uh, he was on, I think he was recovering. Was from that his, was that his, was the one he wrote longhand after? That was the first. Oh, so one he, he was like on a lot of fan. on a lot yes. of dope. He was on opiates. He was doped up, but it's it's a typically kingy. 
uh, plot. I've never actually read the book, it, it which is. I'm sure works better. Uh, his shit almost always works better on the, oh, on the sure. page than it does on the it's screen. It's just that, like, in both cases, it's like you're watching kind of this, like, king on drugs Oh, thing yeah. where it's like kind of like Tommyknockers where it's just insane. And Which then, he doesn't remember writing. Right. But then <laughs> it's like... like when the, well, he when says the, he doesn't remember writing Dreamcatcher When the fucking too. army shows up in Dreamcatcher, yeah. it's like, what is going on? Oh, it's it's a beautiful thing. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> yeah. If you haven't seen Dreamcatcher, check just that shit out. Please watch that oh, shit. Yeah. Check that shit out. The, oh, less, yeah. the less we say about that, the better. Do you, you remember... Okay, I saw that in the theater. Do you remember that the first Matrix short yeah. was attached to it? No, So like, I you go see that, it was like the final flight of the Osiris. The CGI. The CGI thing. And then yeah. it was so it was that, and then you got to see Dreamcatcher. Yeah. That was how they got you into the theater for Dreamcatcher. Uh, I saw it at like a midnight screening at the Metro. <laughs> oh boy, it's like Grindhouse. It's a full experience. Yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, and then I'm also gonna give it three and a half Douglases. It's like Charlie's Theron. Thank you for your service in this movie. Yeah. It's pretty. It's pretty wild. And and gratuitous is all hell. That none of it's yeah. needed. It's just hey, you like <laughs> yeah. you like this. And I'm like, this is our this is our third straight Charlie's Theron. No, there episode. was there was the I thought it was, but we had the. Uh, Last one was the uh, blind deaf can't oh, talk. Oh yeah, okay, so, never mind. So Charlie, but but the two before that had Charlie. So anyway, that's three. Three, three was Charlie. So. She's in, sure, she's... it won't be the last time. No, God bless her. <laughs> uh, and I'm gonna give it ten out of ten. Monsters in the gelatin. Hmm. <laughs> uh, I'm I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go two. I gotta go two and a half because. As much as I, I found it wildly more wildly entertaining than I was expecting to, and that's all thanks to Frankenheimer and no thanks to the scrim, screenplay, mm-hmm. really. And just that it's... I mean, the screenplay is a ridiculous plot, but the ridiculous plotting, and I love the cast. But, like, I really... That ending really pissed me off mm-hmm. because it, like, has this bullshit unearned sentimentality that you think is going to double back on itself and then just doesn't. Yeah, and you're like, wait, is this actually... Movie. Yeah, it, it really annoyed me. I was just like, what the what the fuck? What the fuck is this movie? Because like, it's like we're supposed to give a shit about this guy or something, or that like, like no, I give a shit about him as a plot mechanic. Like mm-hmm. I give a shit about him, like I give a shit about a hapless dude in a film right. noir at, at or no whatever. Point, like I'm not, I don't fucking yeah. care. At no point during the watching of this movie where you're like, well, I hope it works out for Rudy, or I hope, I he, hope he gets hope home and gets to have that I turkey. Yeah. I hope he gives away all that money or whatever. They don't have like, turkey what? in Boston anyway. They eat like fucking hot dogs. <laughs> was in Michigan, or so it's he, in he uh, clams. Sideswipe <laughs> Michigan or some Quoho- They eat cohogs. Uh, <laughs> so I, giant so, fucking bowl of cohogs here. So I can only go two and a half because I, I I just was like it didn't quite, but I but I did find it wildly entertaining uh, when it when it's on when it's on it's on and Frankenheimer I was really impressed. I was just like, man, this guy's killing it. And you gotta imagine he read that script and went, well, this isn't great. <laughs> you know, <laughs> well, wasn't this his last theatrical feature? It might it might have been. Jesus. Yeah, I mean, this was after this is one he did right after Ronin after too, Ronin. which kind of uh, which. And this movie is which bad. is another wild, which is another crazily plotted mm-hmm. movie, but is like is like very well, well it's also, very good. Also written by David Mamet. That's yeah. what I'm saying. It's but that's, high, that's what I'm saying is that that's movie. like a movie that has as many sort of twists yeah. and turns as this one, but is like is like a, 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 in a good way, and is and is uh, ex- also extremely tightly directed by yeah. Frankenheimer. Yeah. This yeah. is this is a bad movie, uh, one that I enjoy, but this movie was like considered the worst movie when it yeah, came out. Yeah, it was like it bad. was like a punching bag yeah. sort of thing, where like a cabin boy sort of thing, where like at least it's better better than fucking reindeer can, games. You can see why because it's super dumb and yeah. like, but just, just, you know, but they, it makes it's a wonderful level of like reindeer games. Yeah, but <laughs> yeah it's, it, it was that movie for like yeah. ten years or something. Yeah, yeah. and I mean, unearned. yeah, it's unearned, but. No, 
not entirely because like you know they never on. choose like an actual bad movie it's always no. some sort of like fun trash like this yeah you know? the people are like what a fuck up and you're like I, it's fun it is a bit too long for my taste I think there's a po- couple sure. points where I was like well in theaters it was only like an hour and 40 minutes that's, so. that's about right but uh, this is a little over two well, uh, they're, I'm they're, gonna go three and a half oh, sorry, sorry. so I'm gonna go three and a half Douglas's Mm-hmm. Also sticking sticking with y'all, it's it's because part of the the Douglases is is the is the nudity necessary right. and it is not <laughs> especially the second especially the second especially time. the second time where she's making out with Metallica uh, Sinise yeah. in the pool and it's, so it's gross on a bunch of different levels. It's weird they're playing and nothing else matters and <laughs> Harry Sinise. <laughs> uh, and I'm gonna give it uh, ten out of ten uh, flushed. Possibly flush driver's licenses. I don't think it works. I don't think nobody, that's how it works. nobody went with darts. I don't think that works. That should be like after the credits, <laughs> cut back to the toilet, and the license <laughs> pops right back up again, like it did not go down. And then, and then Samuel L. Jackson picks it up, and he's like, "Ah, Nick, this is Nick like Fury. This guy's gonna have to be a part of the Avengers Initiative." <laughs> hmm, Rudy. Giuliani, Rudy Reindeer, Reindeer or whatever his Rudy name was. Reindeer. <laughs> his, his, Rudy, nose, his nose lights up. Rudy de Reindeer. <laughs> uh, well, anyways, oh, speaking of uh, movies that are just the right length, though. Oh yeah, our next movie is 1978's The Silent Partner. Jumping back to the 70s. Oh, are we yeah. going? No, we're going yeah, yeah, we're gonna go back to The Silent Partner. I want to do The Silent Partner, which I think is also actually the right length. So I, don't th- yeah, I think yeah, your yeah. segue still works. Yeah. <laughs> there. Yeah. The Silent Partner. Who are you and what do you want from me? I am not a cop, if that's what you're afraid of. A crime of sheer genius that builds to a climax of sheer terror. He doesn't suspect. Not at all. He will tell me soon. When the telephone rings, the terror begins. Hello. Hello? You're doing a terror like you did it to me. What? Think of where to run. Think of how to hide. Think of how to escape. There are very few things wrong with The Silent Partner. Am I no, a, very, a, a very good movie. movie. Very solid movie. I was, I'd seen this before, but but didn't really remember it too well. I saw it like 15 uh, years ago. Because Spe- our friend Spencer, who was a guest yeah, yeah. on our previous episode, he, mm-hmm. he turned me on to this movie yeah, a long yeah, time ago. Big fan. Uh, he, uh, one of our, my, our co-workers, Mark Steiner, actually told me, uh, I, I didn't look this up to, to corroborate, so I don't know if this is true, but he said that the reason that Christopher Plummer is in this movie is because he was neighbors with the director. Oh, really? Yeah, and so, wow, which is which is amazing because Christopher Plummer is awesome in this. He's really fun. One of the best, like, like a, villains. A quintessential He's not villain. in it enough. That, like, I kind of thought that that was a bit of a problem because he kind of disappears from the middle of the movie for a while. Yeah, yeah but the scenes jail. he's in. But oh, you, yeah, I he's mean, great. The scenes he's I mean, in, like. He's, he's awesome in it. Don't, don't, don't get me like, wrong. There's one scene in this movie, and I'm like, well, four Douglases. Yeah. Because there's just one scene that just to show you, that's basically just there to show you how bad he how, is. F- what a fucking monster this guy yeah. is. But like, oh, two, I mean, two the two scenes, but one scene in particular, one, one scene earlier, and then one scene later, where you're like, oh fuck, this guy is. Fucked. It's actually this guy like, is fucking. It's a really classic up. case of it not being being that type of movie until it is. Too. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's especially shocking because it's like, whoa, shit, there's been nothing like it's that escalated, and then it's the most like that. But he yeah. got out of nowhere. If if it had if it. If, it flagged for me in the middle a little bit because it was like the T-1000 has disappeared from the movie for 40 minutes. You yeah. Know? The middle of the movie, there's parts, I, I, I really think this movie is, is awesome. Yeah. There's parts that don't work for me. The whole, the whole like, love story with the lady is... Which lady? The, well, oh, with his the... His co-worker or with, with the co- other girl? With his co-worker. Okay, yeah. Like, doesn't work for me 
it's a lot of it's maybe because it's seventy eight and the way she like the way the way the characters Canada. portrayed is that the character like she's like like sleeping with her boss, but it's like this whole thing that's I think. Do you love him? I don't know. Yeah, do you love do you love him? And he likes her, and you're like, why? This lady doesn't have to be with any of these guys. And also the way she's like, well, his wife has to put up with him having affairs. It's right. like this whole the whole attitude around it was like, it's, well, it's because it's of the time, and it yes. just it's watching it now. I go like, well, this like well, the, her it, character doesn't seem real, and also I'm like, he's like, I don't know. He just it's feels, a little too constructed and a little bit yeah. too like period of its time, you know. In it reminded game. me a lot of another movie by the same writer, our friend Curtis Hansen, yeah. The Bedroom God. Window. Yeah, it actually Curtis reminded me of the. Hansen, it actually yeah. reminded it's me. Ba- it's way better than Bedroom Window, but it is better. It, it's it's yeah. I'm I'm. Th- those are like my minor complaints about the movie was like that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. But like as far as the rest of it goes, like Gould Gould is great. In it, Gould is great. Um, Gould is great. It's good uh, as Gould. Christopher Plummer Praise is awesome. Gould. John Candy is in it. John Candy. Yeah. <laughs> one, one thing, if you're ha- if you're watching this movie, that you might want to keep in mind, because it's a little confusing when you watch it now, because uh, everybody wants to fuck Elliot Gould. Right. It does. It doesn't scan today, but you have to keep in mind that at this time in 1978, everybody, Elliot Gould was, was the sexiest man yeah. in the fucking world. Yeah. There was no hotter. There was he was sex on wheels. What was I? No hotter specimen of manhood than fucking Elliot Gould. It's like that time when Walter Matthau was a ladies' man for yeah, a while. The yeah, hottest, yeah. the hottest man of the seventies, Matthau, <laughs> Dreyfus, Gould, <laughs> nope. Sutherland, I was Dustin watching, Hoffman, Dustin Hoffman. People still today are like Donald Sutherland in the seventies, hot. I'm like that's disgusting. Yeah, that was no. Disgusting. I was I was watching. Uh, we were watching the seventies Body Snatchers yeah. like this last He's October. So, Sophie and I did, and I had to keep. I was like, I was like, this guy was like. This guy was like a sex symbol in the seventies. She's like him. Yeah. I was like, mm-hmm. yeah, this guy. This guy was. This guy and Elliot Gould were like, were like sex on wheels. Hot, hot, hot. <laughs> it's disturbing at best. Mm. It's just funny. And the, both of the, this and that are both from seventy eight. Yeah, yeah. And like watching it now, I don't think either of those guys are like they're not gross or no, whatever. No, no, not at but all. But you don't look at them and go like, whoa. You know, it's not like when you see. I mean, you see like fifty year old Brad Pitt take his shirt off in that one shot in Once Upon a Time right. in Hollywood. You go like, I can see why this is so popular. Yeah. And then you watch these guys and go like, I don't quite get it. Like, here's here's <laughs> here's Elliot Gould in like a like an off the rack shirt and a tweed blazer, and it's like my ovaries. <laughs> like if. You, if you just knew, sort of mumbling. If you knew <laughs> Elliot Gould, Elliot Gould from you know thirty something year old Elliot Gould from nineteen seventy eight. If you knew him in real life, someone asked you to describe him, you wouldn't say unattractive. No, right. but I don't think you'd say attractive either. You'd be like, I don't know, he's tall, he's got curly hair. I don't know, he's <laughs> yeah, is he's, he good looking? You'd be like, eh. yeah. <laughs> you would, yeah, yeah, he's, he's, yeah, he's no, he's, is he he's, the hottest man in the entire country? Well, no. no. <laughs> Dropping panties from coast to coast, the, however. The decade of the 70s would disagree. Would disagree with that. Yeah. And God bless that decade. I would have fucking killed in the 70s. <laughs> <laughs> do you not do anything well, with your hair at all? While we're on the topic, uh, the, my favorite like uh, subplot, if we want to call it that, is uh, John Candy's character, who's basically in the background for most of it. And then there's this hot blonde lady who works at yeah. the uh, yeah. bank who's always wearing these suggestive shirts, like uh, what it says, like, bankers do it with interest or yeah, whatever yeah, yeah. and stuff. Yeah, there's and, a, like, uh, they're, they're, penalty for early withdrawal. Yeah, yeah. Wow. <laughs> so, so she's got these dirty these dirty bank shirts that she's wearing. She has, like, a couple lines. Yeah, we her, and John Candy, naked. her and John Candy talk a little. Yeah. Um, she bones this dude at a, at a Christmas party while then, John Candy's asleep on the couch. But then... It cuts to her and John Candy. Then it's just I'm going. He's like I'm, at one point he's like I'm going to a wedding. Do you want to go to a wedding? And this lady's like sure. And then it cuts to it was John Candy getting married to that yeah. lady. And you're like oh okay. And he's and being th- cucked. And he's being cucked because the other I dude know. she's pregnant and the other dude is like it's just funny because it's like I was like oh I forgot John Candy got married to that lady in this movie. And just if we're if we're talking about Douglases and what the ratings are going to be, it needs to be pointed out that this is the kind of movie really indulging in the new freedoms and every every female. 
character that is introduced is going to be naked at some point. Yeah. Like, oh, here's a new female character. You're going to see your boobs. There's just no way around it. Um, it's this, that kind of, they'll find a way. So, and God bless it. So what's the plot of this movie? Well, Elliot it's actually Gould, not, it's actually way less complicated than. than yeah, Elliot Gould is an unassuming bank teller guy. I would believe I believe you would use the term mild mannered. Yes, mild mild mannered. Oh, and it takes place in Toronto. Yes, which it's I love. Canadian. It's exceedingly Canadian in that it's also kind of nice. Except when it's really oh, no, oh, except the when move, it's not. Which is why why it's yeah. so jarring when it happens. Right, exactly. It's very like, hey, how's it going? Oh, we're like, very, we're it, very nice, and then all of a sudden it's like. Holy shit, what yeah. did he just do? It reminded me of that movie Sudden Sudden Fury or Sudden Fear mm. or whatever it was oh, where yeah, it's yeah. like, yeah, this is just kind of a Canadian thriller. It's a bit tepid and then oh my god. Yeah. Yeah. And it's a <laughs> Great and movie. it's a, and it takes place yeah, in really Canada good. where nobody really t- has a Canadian accent, but some people are British. Yeah. People so. do say A every once in a while. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, I gotta go take care of this business. A, I'm Canadian. I mean, so, you know, Christopher Plummer and John Candy are both Canadian. Christopher Plummer, Christopher very Plummer's Canadian. Canadian? Uh-huh. I know that. He's good wow. buddies with the Shatner. Yeah, They're, they like Aww. they like came up together in acting school and stuff. Oh, that's cute. He's like best buddies with Shatner. <laughs> that's why that's why they're so fun together in Star Trek Six. Oh shit, <laughs> that's true. From hell's heart, yeah. I strike at thee. Uh, uh, yeah, so it's uh, Elliot God bless Gould Christopher Plummer. Yes, Elliot indeed. Gould is working at Well, in this, he was originally Kevin Spacey was in this movie, and then they CG'd <laughs> Christopher Plummer into it. Can they do that with all of Kevin Spacey's movies? <laughs> yeah, right? Get on that before Christopher Plummer dies. Did he die? Especially, He's still alive, Especially right? see no evil, hear no evil. And the end of Seven. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I would love that. <laughs> That'd be great if it was Christopher Plummer. It'd be like this. Christopher Plummer now. and usual suspects. Christopher, well, Christopher having, Plummer Well, now. having seen this and knowing that he plays the best psycho yeah. in the world. I think it'd be funny worked. if Christopher Plummer now was John Doe from Seven. Like, wow, <laughs> that very old man did all this? <laughs> yeah, right. He's He's spry. <laughs> Wait, uh, Christopher Plummer, he's still alive. He would, right? he would, Did he die? I, uh, he would have. Such, I, I believe he's still alive. Yeah, uh, he would do such a good job with like, or shall I say, the rest of whatever life I've allowed you to have. You know, like, oh man, imagine him saying that. It'd be good. Anyway, because I envy your nom- your normal life, I had to cut your <laughs> wife's off. Because I envy your normal life, I had to cut your wife's head off. It was a, a pretty, very pretty, head. A pretty head. No, he's still alive. He's ninety-one. Woo. God keep damn, going, keep Plummer. going, Christopher Plummer. Yeah. Okay, so the plot of this movie is that the mild-mannered, uh, super sexy bank teller uh, Elliot Gould just smoldering, just burning up the screen. He has a crush. Sex. He has a crush on his coworker Susanna York, who uh, who specific job is at the bank is that like she handles all the safety deposit boxes and right. she's sort of a sort of a second manager, second tier manager. Yeah. Uh, Elliot Gould handles the actual cash on the floor. That's yeah. his job. And Elliot Gould uh, apparently, did, you know, did a little bit of uh, research or uh, preparation for this because he does a money yeah, counting. He does thing a good money count. Where you're yeah. like, damn, that looks like you worked on that. He's, yeah. Where he kind of like t- takes each bill and go- twice. Yeah. It's pretty cool. Um, and he it's cool. he sort of stumbles <laughs> upon what appears to him maybe that somebody is going to rob the bank because mm-hmm. yeah he finds a slip. This is back when they used carbon paper for everything, and he sees Fucking a dark age. He look, looks underneath the, the piece of carbon paper, and somebody has written a note on a deposit slip that says like i have a gun give me the money yeah and he when he recognizes that he 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 sees a sign that this mall santa is carrying around that says give and it's the same mm-hmm. g as on the gun right on that yeah. note. so he's watching this santa uh who keeps kind of hanging out around the bank a lot santa's christopher plummer santa's christopher plummer they're not hiding it or anything <laughs> uh and also there's a guy who comes in these certain times that with a giant cash deposit, mm-hmm. um, and that's when that's when the mall Santa gets interested in the bank, and Elliot Gould notices all this going on, and so mm-hmm. he starts, ha- you know, quietly, uh, unassumingly hatching a plan mm-hmm. where he's going to bring his lunchbox in, mm-hmm. 
Uh, and presumably for his lunch, and at the exact moment, presumably for his presu- lunch. <laughs> well, that's what and he's wearing sneakers <laughs> for sneaking. <laughs> and uh, and uh, what those? Uh, what are for foot uh, foot holders? The things you put on your feet foot to walk carriers? in carriers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and uh, is that what they call? And so his plan is like, uh, and he's, and and it Christopher Palmer is dressed as annual gift man, right? Annual gift man. It does require Christopher. This this plan is also, but I guess he, he can just re- undo it if nothing happens. So, yeah. But, it, but the idea is that Christopher Plummer will, like, this guy will come in and do his deposit. Then he takes the deposit, puts it in his lunchbox. <clears throat> yeah. Christopher Plummer will come in and try to rob it. Then he just gives him the money out of the till. Yeah. Gets him busted. Or no, he, he gets away. Is that a part of his plan? Uh, he, he goes, this guy's robbing me or whatever. And then he... There's a shootout. Christopher Plummer shoots. And they will just think it's the bank's money that he stole. And no, he doesn't shoot him till the end. He runs away. This because oh right, yeah, he shoots him at the end. But he, he but runs he does he does pull out the bills that like trigger the alarm. Yeah, kind right, of, kind of at the end of the robbery, which mm-hmm. is a, a question that the cops. I asked I, I thought that it was that that he was going to make it seem as if the, the Santa got away with the guy's yeah, cash yeah, deposit. It is. The the pulling the money out of the till was only to trigger the alarm, not to substitute any of the money. Yes. No, no, he he gives him some of that, but he gives him that money. But yeah, the reason he has this money set aside is that he's like, well, I can make off with this money, and it'll seem like, like he did. This guy yeah. stole the money. That guy got the money, and uh, you know, I'm it's meanwhile it's got free. And, and it's like less than fifty thousand dollars or whatever they have it's in like Canada. Like fifty thousand Canadian dollars, dollar dues, yeah, <laughs> rouges. <laughs> $50,000. So it's one of those f- movies where people are killing and going through all this shit for like a, a, fa- a fairly small amount of money. That's I always find that interesting. But the guy robs... The, so the, Christopher Pullman robs the place, but then like the alarm's triggered and he has to run away. This is where the, uh, one, of the fir- one of the first parts where the kind of tone shifts dramatically because yeah. it's a very like sort of laid back sort of movie. They call them loonies. That's what they loonies. call them. <laughs> Got away with 50000 You, you know what the, the $2 coins are? Yeah. Toonies. Toonies. Fuck those people. God. <laughs> Every last one. I love it. Worse than the British. <laughs> wow! Wow! Yeah. <laughs> Can you imagine it's like the British. It's just un- boggles Bold the mind. Statement. Better, anyway, than, you better than America, up, though. You wake eh. up screaming every morning. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> uh, so, th- but but th- like this is all going down. The movie's been very quiet. This is probably at the ten minute mark or something. And then all of a sudden, just people are just firing guns into the crowds, and, ah, and you're like, "Wow, shit!" That yeah. is, okay. And Santa God too. Damn. Yeah, and he's in a Santa Popping suit. Popping off. And then he gets away. He steals a car and rips <laughs> off his Santa costume. He steals he a car from a guy who's like trying to fasten a Christmas a tree, tree to his car. car. And he just hops in and drives away. And the guy's like, oh, hey, oh, no, my car, eh? And being that this is Canada, Elliot Gould is now a national hero. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it go- he goes on the news, and then everybody recognizes him from his dynamic appearance on the news. And people are watching it going like, well, that guy was born to be on television. That man was a real hero, you know. I've never seen a more handsome man in my entire he, fucking life. He didn't even bother to prevent that robbery. <laughs> I got pregnant just watching him on TV. <laughs> He's just very sexy. <laughs> But that, uh, that that does come up a lot of like people just recognize him on the street. Aren't you yeah. the guy that Aren't popped the up guy for from one that bank for robbery? less than a minute on that news report about the bank robbery? It's Canada, I'm telling you. They got a whole thing over there. <laughs> just nothing going on. There. Well, and the guy the guy allegedly got away with a yes, lot of money. Exactly. Although the the people that know that he didn't are Elliot Gould and Christopher, Christopher Plummer. Plummer. He knows mm-hmm. that he didn't get the away with two. all the money. And it turns out Christopher Plummer is a psycho. Yeah, there's that, that scene around in the, the uh, in the like the sauna. Yeah, that's that's the scene that like I've, the, I I feel one later up the girl the one later on is is twisted but yeah the one where he beats up the girl is like that's the one where i was like four douglases Uh, she's like getting naked and then he like just 
beats the shit out of her. He kind of in a, in a, kinda, like, in a pulls gross, her, pulls her shirt way, up yeah. and, and like look and then fondles her boobs for a while. And you're like Jesus. And then he starts like stomping on her face, and you're like Jesus. And then when it cuts back to it a little later, he's like leaving, and they're like, "You did it. You went too far." They're like the guys. They're like, "You went too far." <laughs> hey, you went too far. Hey, eh? you went too far this time. They called the cops, and he's like, "Oh, really?" Oh, well, he kind of okay, doesn't give a shit. He's like, "Whatever." Whatever. But that's like, what gets him caught. Man. He gets busted for that. He does get busted for yeah. that. Uh, so he's he, in he, like, jail. Almost killed this lady. Yeah. And then, but uh, he doesn't. But he's like so b- b- aloof about because he's like oh, yeah. he's like seething about this this robbery. That I think he go goes. He this gets guy, busted and goes to jail for it a little bit later after he after he has the phone right. call. Yeah, with he's the, already. Yeah, he starts. Gould. He starts tormenting. This phone Elliot call Gould. sequence is fucking fantastic. This yeah. is like the the real meat of the movie. I think where uh, Elliot Gould's getting. I think he first starts getting phone calls when he's like canoodling with uh, Susanna York. Sort of. And he's yeah. like he's like he's trying to canoodle with Susanna well, after, York after the Christmas party yeah, because his boss is like dating Susanna York. Yes. And he's like, Well, there's there's gonna be this Christmas party. You have to bring her you have to bring my mistress, your coworker, because yeah, take you know, care of her. Etc. And then <laughs> your coworker, um, my employee. And also Elliot Gould has now taken the money. Put it in a safe deposit box under a fake name, and he, right. and he, and he, he hid his the key his key to the safe deposit box in a jar of jam yeah. in his fridge. Marionberry jam, or which is important. Yeah. Huckleberry, Marionberry, boysenberry. Dis- disgustingly, every time he reaches into to the jam to either yeah. put the key in or try to get it out, he licks each one of his fingers. Disgusting. So Sexually. gross. Oh, that turned out a lot of that turned on a lot of Canadian it's so women. So hot. So what? What? Yes. Yeah, so so at one point he takes Susanna York home and he's canoodling with her. He's got her boobs out, of course. And uh, and then he gets a phone call and it picks. It's a different time. Where remember when you remember when your phone would ring and you would answer it because who it could be anyone. <laughs> yeah, and there's no answering machines. You have to find out then and there. There's nothing else you <laughs> can the, do. When's the and last time your phone rang and you rec- you didn't recognize a number and you answered? It? Like, well, gotta yeah, do it. No, never. never. And he also <laughs> he's, he's gonna bl- block. He's block got this, her like block this number. He's got her like laying on the couch and he picks the phone up and the wire like the phone cord just lays on her face too. It's just like <laughs> God. <laughs> And then, it, so he picks up the phone. He's you know trying to get his swerve on, and and it, and he hears Christopher Plummer going, "I'm the guy to rob the bank, and I know you got my money." And he's like, "Click, yeah, <laughs> nothing. It's nothing. I hope I sure nothing, hope that nothing. guy doesn't call again. Hope he doesn't call back. Well, you should probably leave. I don't like it. I don't like you because you're having sex with the boss or yeah, a girl, yeah. or something. I don't. Know. She pulls her. She puts her boob back in and is like, "Now nah, you're being weird." And and then leaves. Christopher Plummer calls back again. And he's like, come out and talk to me, or come come look, I'm uh, at the phone booth right outside of your house. And so you see them having a conversation just to kind of like, well, Elliot Gould's in his like yeah. second-story apartment, and, and Christopher Plummer just glowering like a fucking psychopath. Late, later on, there's, so a, great. there's a scene where he drives back to his house, and uh, you see the phone booth in front of his little like two-story townhouse where he lives on the top yeah. floor, and it's the most conspicuously <laughs> placed fake phone booth I think I've ever <laughs> seen in a movie. <laughs> It's like not even on a corner. <laughs> it's just like in the middle of the. We street. need to put it here so a guy who's looking from there will be able to see. Yeah, it's pretty funny. It's pretty great, and they're just sort of talking from that. And he's like, "You need to give me my money, or I'm going to go in there. I'm not going to do it yet, but I will go up in there and just kill you because I'm fucking nuts. Yeah. I'm I don't give a fuck crazy. about jail. You got to know about me. I'm fucking crazy. I don't give a fuck about I'll, jail. I'm fucking I'll crack stupid. your fucking balloon head wide open. <laughs> just by the time you're coming out of your coma. I'll be coming out of jail. I'll crack your fucking skull open again because I'm fucking stupid. Fucking amazing. <laughs> and that's what he says. Uh, yeah, and Elliot Gould also has fish. That's another Right, thing. he that's likes rare fish. Yeah, he yeah. loves rare fish. He's like Drew McClure. 
<laughs> and, a, and, a, and a running and like so, well, so there's gay, a sort be of no problem. there's a sort of battle of wills going on here and a running thing throughout this movie is people are constantly underestimating Elliot Gould mm-hmm. at one point someone like looks at him at the beginning kind of at the beginning of the movie and goes like uh, yeah he's a good look he's obviously the most handsome man in the world <laughs> but the sum isn't doesn't add up to the parts that's, that's, that's what Susanna York says that's what Susanna York says he's, he's sort girl, of a yeah. nonce you know he's sort of a nothing she's yeah. like yeah there's not much to him and, and Elliot Gould I'll probably end like, up with him at the end of the movie and I think the idea is supposed to be like still waters run deep sort of guy who's actually got a bunch of crazy schemes going well, on like his head he, and capable the, when of When the boss makes him take her out on a date the first time, he like takes her to the fish store where he's getting his rare fish, and she's <laughs> yeah, like, wow, fish. this is really fascinating. <laughs> You're cool. Yeah. This guy who seems like the sexiest man in the world is actually pretty boring, dud. it turns out. He got the dud. <laughs> <laughs> Stand up for yourself, Poindexter. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so well, so, so there's a sort of battle of wills yeah. going on for this time, and and so Elliot Gould will like leave his apartment, and Christopher Plummer will come in and fuck everything up, and then at one point he stabs one of his fish to the wall with a knife. This guy's a nut. He's like Kevin Klein in that other movie about the fish. He's a nut. He's incorrigible. <laughs> yeah. The um, when, when does he start? Then he starts like uh, dating that other lady. This is this is a little right. bit later on. This is after he gets he gets uh, Christopher Plummer busted. He gets Christopher so, Plummer yeah, yeah. busted first, and there's yeah. a one part where he does a switcheroo. Where like he's where like Christopher Plummer is going to come in and get him, but he goes out like the back door or something, right. and then Christopher Plummer's in the place. Like I'm he gonna, calls him from the phone. I'm, it's booth. killing time, and then the, he, then Elliot Gould actually calls him, and he's <laughs> like, "Ah, gotcha, fucker!" And then he like he had he st- Elliot Gould steals a van, and then drives it in and parks it in front of Christopher Plummer's place because right. he's been following Christopher Plummer around now. Yeah, parks the van in front of Christopher Plummer's place, calls the cops, and goes, "This guy stole a van." And then he, Christopher Plummer gets busted for this, and then then they tie him to the then beating they tie of the girl. Him to the beating of the girl, and he goes to jail. And one of the cops, like, the, like I think Elliot Gould, kind of goes like, "How long is he going to be in there?" And the cop kind of goes, "Not long enough." Yeah, which is which, and ri- it, which rings true. Is this before or after they show him the lineup photos, the mug shots, and he doesn't he deliberately doesn't identify yeah, Christopher Plummer? That's right. As a, as the ba- as the bank robber, he's running his own game because yeah. he got he's got to get those that forty eight hundred toonies, all those ducats. <laughs> Forty-eight hundred loonies. <laughs> it's worth it's about. It's toonies. worth about fifteen dollars American. <laughs> it really it's is. like not even. A, it's but not that, even a meal that, at, that at McDonald's. That goes a long way in Canada. Yeah, it's true. It's true. You can get a lot of poutine with that. A lot of ketchup fries. <laughs> a lot of poutine. <laughs> <laughs> and so, so we get this sort of like de- this this sort of like uh, eye of the storm portion of the movie where like Christopher Plummer is in jail, and then uh, uh, Elliot Gould st- kind of starts mm-hmm. romancing this woman who like. Kind of inexplicably pops into his life. This mm-hmm. French, this gorgeous French lady who's like, "Hello, I'm a gorgeous French lady." Curtis Hansen obviously not? like had a French girlfriend or something at some point because it's the same yeah. as bedroom window. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's uh, right. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. <laughs> or he just like likes French girls, which, and, you know. she, and she's like, "I saw you on uh, the news We don't know report. anybody who has that problem. I saw you smoldering on the television. <laughs> yeah, with uh, the hottest man in the world." And he takes her to John Candy's cuck wedding. <laughs> Which, that's hilarious. Where he gets fitted with the horns officially. Ah, fitted for the cuckold's horns. He signs the cuckold papers. <laughs> she, does, she does a lot of walking around just full-on naked. Absolutely. Yep, and, and generally just wearing, like, very loose, like, very, not much clothes. <laughs> yeah. Like, lo- loosely fitting dresses and stuff. It's a movie. Yeah. It's crazy. She's very pretty. Uh, uh, and 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 just this just, just sort of goes on, you know, amiably enough. And yeah, they have to like the a nice little romance. He's had sex with her, and they're lying in bed. And he's like, "So what is your deal, though?" I mean, I actually, again, well, smarter he just than he you flat out asks her. He's yeah. like, "He sent you, didn't he?" Yeah. yeah. And she's and like, "Yeah, well, you didn't <clears throat> think he didn't. What do you, I mean, what'd you think he was going to let this go?" Yeah, he's crazy. He's fucking crazy. He does not let it go. He does not let it go he to the extreme. Because then she, <laughs> then she's like, "I'm." can't find the she's like because she's supposed to be 
I guess, yeah. figuring out how to get into the safe deposit box. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And then Christopher Plummer gets out of jail. Right. And she's like, I, I don't like you. I don't know. There's a whole confrontation with yeah, her. She's like, him. I'm out. Yeah. At, at L.A. Gould's place. Yeah. This guy, this other guy is way nicer than you, the biggest psycho in the entire world. And then right. she's like, I'm out. And he's like, he's like, you didn't find the thing. And then uh, he and then he murders her. In no, the- no, they, you're getting ahead of it. Well, whatever. Anyway. Well, we want to we want to talk about the murder scene, right? Well, I yeah, mean, but I mean, you're getting ahead of the, of the plot, movie. though, because like there's the whole thing where she pretends to be. She puts on the wig, right, and goes to get the safe deposit box. That's right. She, oh, she, she, there's right. the whole there's a, a whole other there's a whole other plot because then oh, what happens? Well, the, the maid throws out the, the maid throws jam. out everything in his fridge. That's right. I couldn't for remember. Some what, yeah, that's right. <laughs> and, that is a shitty maid. Yeah, yeah. Like, it was and all also, expired, and you're yeah. like, don't throw out. Dude has a small apartment. He does not need a fucking maid. Right. God so, damn it, Gould. So then pick he, up your poutine by yourself. He must be making a lot of toonies at that bank job. So he he needs now he can't get into the safe deposit box because she he goes to Susanna York and says, "What happens if someone loses their deposit key?" She's like, "We got to get a locksmith." He's like, "Is there any way around this?" And she's like, "No." So he's got to figure out a way. So he enlists the French girl to pretend to be F. Richmond or whatever the name is that's on this that he filed the safe deposit box under and say that she lost the key. She lost the key, but they have the other key. Yeah. So they need, but they still need to get a locksmith because they got to redo the lock. But he manages to get this expedited because the manager who's dating Susanna York is a horn dog and thinks she's hot. So like manages to, to get this working. So they they get the money out of the safe deposit box. And it's a pretty funny scene, too, because she's, like, having a hard time staying in character yeah, the whole yeah, time. Yeah. She's, like, giggling and stuff. He's like, hey, you have to pretend that you're this lady, okay? And then, like, right, right. guys He's like, come so around. you really do ha- want to get into the safe deposit box now, right? You are going to get a new uh, box, so we do need a yeah. locksmith, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's right. Yeah. Then she has the confrontation with Christopher Plummer, who cuts her head off and dumps it in the fish tank. That's what happens. <laughs> it's pretty crazy. Yeah, it's, it's pretty fucked up. It's like, and it's like that thing where this movie like is, is like amiable and kind of like, kind of like, like a, a jaunty caper. I mean, there's yeah, some a little bit of a caper and whatnot. But, but like, like, and then uh, a couple of points is like extremely unsettling and dark. Yeah, like when he kills her, though, he like. Cuts her. He like smashes her head into the fishbowl mm-hmm. and breaks then like the fish bowl, and then but there's breaks still the some fish, water the fish left tank in there. and then like cuts her throat open on the fucking broken glass. Yeah. There's particularly a shot where he's like dragging her yeah. head back and forth across the broken glass. Yeah, it's pretty gnarly. And they have like a thing rigged up so blood is like spurting out. It's, it's not the most realistic thing in the world, but it's, it's enough yeah. for it, you whole, to just go, "Holy shit!" Well, the whole situation is just really nasty. It's yeah, just yeah. nasty as hell. Yeah, and, and then it, it is you know you you are reminded that it's. That they, this, this kind of stuff has not been happening in movies very long because when Elliot Gould comes back and sees her head in there, it is a very fakey head. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but it is disturbing because it's his, his he it was it's like that's a fucking head in a fish tank. Yeah, and, and he's in the apartment for kind of like for a few minutes before he turns around. Yeah, and, sees her. and, and then, then her body's her on her body on the yeah. floor. Yeah, so it's you know, and then he and, like, oh my god, yeah. And, and, this the, get, and this was the woman that he was like kind of fallen for, yeah. or whatever. That, you know that he knew that she was in on the. But they were like, "Oh, well, now we're gonna take the money and run away." And it's like, "Oh, this guy actually is a fucking psycho." Yeah. There's also been like a kind of some interesting foreshadowing where women will like put their heads up next to the, the fish tank and kind of go like, "What if I died?" Or we'll say something very <laughs> vague like that, and you're like, "Oh, that's a weird thing to say around that fish tank." Yeah. Uh, so they kind of like set up the fish tank as a place of future, uh, an ominous like future place. Um, so, but now we have a funny scene where Elliot Gould has to roll up a corpse in a uh, <laughs> yeah. in a carpet and uh, you can get it away. 
And it's and like a like, delivery guy. He has to keep a one-armed uh, newspaper delivery boy that he's got to <laughs> right. hide from. He's hanging from the fire exit and shit. He manages to dump this body somehow surreptitiously in the middle of a total of a giant construction yeah. site in the middle of the fucking city. <laughs> yep. It's not found, where I would put it. A found, well, it's a foundation, and then Christopher yeah. Plummer actually comes up to him and is like, oh, that's a good job where he dumped it because yeah. he'll never find it there. Yeah. He's like, congratulating. He's it's like, a baby, really you're, you're a little, you're, well, yeah, you're, better, a, you're a better opponent than I thought. Yeah, it's pretty funny. And you're kind of like, and it's that whole time I'm like, but that poor lady, <laughs> they killed that poor woman. I mean, she was in on a scam. going to kill that poor woman. <laughs> Yeah, this is a, this is like one of those classic sort of like in public confrontations between the bad guy and the yeah. good guy, where they're like, "I we know I'm gonna kill you, but well, there's people around, so we can't do it yet." So they're just sort of like talking about their deals. Yeah, uh, and that's really fun. And that all, and then and then what happens? Well, then it's the end of the movie. Oh, and then the, and then, then it just the rolls just credits. <laughs> <laughs> we just roll credits. There's a well. Then there's a there, he goes to rob the bank again. Oh yeah, he's gonna—they're gonna, gonna, gonna work out a plan. They're working so out a plan. Where he's Gould's gonna like, pretend to rob. He's gonna rob the bank again, and Elliot Gould's gonna give him the money. Yeah, you right. got me. I'm afraid of you. I, you killed my. You killed the lady that I liked, and okay. now, so now I'm fully convinced that you will kill me too. So okay, I'll give you the money, but we got to do it my way. We got to do it in public. If I give it, he's Christopher Plummer's like, oh, we'll give it to me in private. And he's like, no, you'll kill me if we do it in private. So it's gonna happen in public. If you do it in public. This is the then, way it goes yeah. down. And so they sort of do a repeat of the uh, of the burglary that happens at the beginning. You come up to the window. You'll be dressed as a Santa Claus. Nobody will recognize nope. you. Right? I'll no, he's, re- no he's dressed as an old lady this time. Oh, he's dressed. That's yeah, he's right. Because it's not Christmas. It's, it's quite a it's reveal. It's not Christmas now. It's Christmas at the beginning he of the also movie. Feels but like not. the middle of July. He's like, yeah, fuck it, Santa Claus. Santa Claus. But I'm now crazy. He's, <laughs> yeah. So now he's I'm loony and I want my loony. <laughs> he's dressed like a lady and he's like, give me the money. Give me the give me the fucking money. And he's doing a little bit of a voice too. He's like, give me the money. Yeah. Give me the money. Oh, oh, give me the fucking money. Sounds like Madeline Stowe. <laughs> give me the fucking money. And uh, and Elliot Gould has the uh, pulls the alarm again. Yeah, yeah. Gets a drop on <laughs> him. And this is a fucking a great sort of just He's chaotic like, violence. I'm being scene. robbed, and he shoots Elliot Gould, and yeah. then just kind of like runs away. Runs this out. elderly shooting. security guard shoots. Uh, yeah. <laughs> he's a swear to God, like 80 years old, <laughs> shoots uh, Christopher Plummer, and then you get this fucking incredible, very Cohen. I think there's a lot of Cohen brothers. Sure, yeah. I think the Cohen brothers obviously saw this movie. Uh, where Elliot Chris, or Christopher Plummer has been shot, he's dressed like a lady, he's and running, he's running backwards yeah. up the escalator. He's running he's up the, the de- he's running up, up the, the down, down escalator. escalator. And he can't get. I there. thought he was running down the up escalator. And he's and he's anyway. uh, and he's shot, and he can't get away. Yeah, it's pretty wild. It's great. And he topples backwards into the escalator, and he gets dragged back down, and, and it's just yeah. everyone's just. And I think he says, "Oh the, yeah," and then he's like in his dying breath, he goes, "He gave me the bank." Money and they're like, yeah, you robbed the he bank. Goes, the guard goes, well, whose money do you think you? What do you think he was going to give you his own money? Great. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> and, and, and Elliot Gould got away with it. And yep. Elliot Gould gets, and then Elliot Gould gets rides away, and and Susanna York is like, I like you now, and that we're going to be happily ever after. Yeah, yeah. yeah sure. The end. <laughs> That whole that whole angle, I just was like not buying it from frame one with her character. Like it, that's that whole storyline with him and her didn't really work for me. Just because I, I don't know, I found it like false somehow. Mm-hmm. Even even not only because of the the time, like, but just sort of like eh, like when she goes with him at the end, it's like, am I supposed to care? Mm-hmm. It wasn't as bad as like reindeer games where I'm like, was I supposed to give? I was supposed to give a shit about this guy at all. Right. It's more like oh, I was supposed to give a shit about him hooking up with this lady, right? Because I think he's kind of a dick. 
It's kind of how people feel about like the ending of Scott Pilgrim, where they're like, "Well, I don't think he deserves any of these people." Right. Like uh, Elliot Gould's <laughs> character in this, I don't think should have should die or. Whatever, but it's also like he's also not a great dude. Right. It is a surprising ending when it's just sort of like, "Hey, he got away with it, and he's gonna be fine." And you're like, "Did I want him to be fine?" Yeah, I right. don't know if that was. A I real kind of like that. I thought that that no, was. No, fun. I mean, I yeah. think it's fine, but I just the whole thing with her is right. I mean, like, I, yeah, I'm not invested who, remotely in their relationship right yeah. at, at all, and it's it's, and it's it, kind it, of a large part of the movie too. It like comes up. I felt that it would have been stronger if he somehow sacrificed her in some way maybe he shouldn't die but he like throws her under the bus a little bit to right. get to get to get out of the situation or like he yeah. like yeah because I, I like the idea of him being a bad guy yeah it, yeah it I don't, feels like a more like a double indemnity type of thing where a guy either loses his life or his soul yeah, doing yeah. this and neither one really happens it's yeah. definitely like film noir that's also influenced. not as fun though no, no like no, no, no. i wanted him to get away with it and hurt more people yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> i mean i like that he gets away with it yeah. i just i just didn't buy their thing mm-hmm. their whole relationship it's, it's, yeah it's, it feels extraneous but it, but also it's also just like women in movies like this mm-hmm. where it's like she's like I'm having sex with my boss I don't know if I love him I love him I don't know I, I don't and then she's like supposed and then we're supposed right. to be invested that she wants to be with Elliot Gould for some reason because he wants to be well, with her because he's the hottest man and then at on the, the end of the movie when she's with him we're supposed to be like yay they got together I'm right. more like I don't ca- first of all I don't I don't really care but also him right. her what what why well, is like, she well, she's, she's, she's here to like, be bounced around to different to it might different have been cool dudes. if she snaked him and got the money yeah like. If she had any kind of character besides like uh, just besides like fucking diff- a couple different guys in the yeah, that yeah. work at a bank, he's like <laughs> Cary Grant in his when he was in his sixties and he'd be in movies and everyone wanted to fuck him and you'd be like because it's because he's Cary Grant that's the only reason why. <laughs> right. Well, he's then we're talking Elliot Gould, nineteen seventy. Cary Grant had really good acid too, so <laughs> that's the best. <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyway. Yeah, so that's well, silent partner. That's silent partner. Uh, uh, I just had one fun quote here, where the boss, like the lady, who, who the the French lady in disguise, comes in. He's like, ah, "I need to get in the box." The boss is talking boss, to John Candy. I believe the boss is talking to John Candy. He goes, and, and, he, and you get a little Canadian stuff here. He goes, "I'd like to help her get into her box, eh?" You know what I mean, eh? <laughs> Picking up what I'm putting down, eh? John Candy's like, "I don't great. get it." I uh, <laughs> I think this I movie has two sort of sort of big problems. One I already mentioned was I I, I miss Christopher Plummer in the middle of it. Two needed a better director. It's a yeah. little bit understylized. I think bit. that would have helped, and it needed some, some forward momentum. Now, the guy who directed this is not a bad director. His name's Daryl Duke. He did a lot of television, like stuff like the Thornbirds. He was in the KKK. <laughs> <laughs> Different Duke. The other, the other guy. That was that was he was cousins with Bo and Luke. This guy. It's oh, okay. it, anyway in Canada, it's the CKK. Too. <laughs> <laughs> um, the CCC. But he CCC. did. If you're if you're interested, he also directed a really great movie that is also like unassuming, like a movie you wouldn't expect to go where it does. It turns out to be very dark and sleazy, and it's called Payday with Rip Torn. Oh, wow. that movie's awesome. Yeah, payday. it's really fucking good. He plays like this washed up country singer. That's just a great. That's just, yeah, that's just a solid drama. Payday here. Yeah. Oh man, great movie. Yeah. Anyway, I just want to bring that up. Yeah, yeah. Incredibly I didn't realize drunk. the same director. Yeah, Payday is also. Great. Payday, I think the, his directing style lends itself more to that because right. it's not a thriller. It's very, it's very simple. It's yeah. not a thriller. It's a drama, so it doesn't require... I feel like this movie, yeah, maybe at some points requires like yeah. some tighter th- suspense direction. Although it... It does, well, part it does of the reason, a very good job. One of the reasons... It's I, very clean. One of the... One of the Best things about this movie is that it's very unassumingly directed, and so when it I thought that was so, a benefit. Yeah. So when it so when it gets to the parts where it's like real fucked up, it's mm-hmm. like, whoa, where did this movie come yeah. from? Yeah. Like you know, so it's, it's like li- it's like loud, quiet, loud. So mm-hmm. where you're like, oh, okay, I know what kind of thing. Just, yeah. Oh my god! I think it's fine. It's it's. Okay. I didn't really have it's any complaints okay. with the. I I also wasn't like blown away by it either. Yeah, it was yeah, just yeah. right down the middle. Yeah. I think I did it fine. There's nothing the, wrong the with it. It's not poorly directed. The script is fucking outstanding. Way to go, Curtis Hansen. Yeah, God bless that man. Yeah. It's a hell of a R. screenwriter. I, I know. All right, it's so sad. 
Um, uh, yeah. Ratings. Uh, three and a half Judds. Just I have four for the for the two main reasons I, I just mentioned. Um, yeah. But still, it's totally solid. Great performances. Like, fun to watch. You know, just good. Just good. Caught me off guard because I hadn't seen it in a long time. Oh, yeah. Knew it would be good. Didn't think I would really enjoy it as much as I did. Uh, four Douglases. Fuck yeah. For, for all it's the nudity just and just this general treatment of women. And, yeah. You know. <laughs> uh, yeah, it is. You know, and and up to and including like you know the the blonde the blonde chick who works in the in the bank with them, who's just another like female token who is yep. you know tossed about. And they found a way for her to be naked too, right? Yeah, absolutely. Is, you know, totally unnecessary. Like, yeah, should be fucking a guy in the bathroom, and her boobs will be out. Yeah. Like, there's Good. like, and, and also Elliot Gould walks in on that, and then he goes, "Never mind, I'm going back in there." <laughs> he walks in, and he goes, "Oh, I gotta go." And he goes, "No, actually, they'll because he's up there. He he went up there to get weed. Yeah, yeah, from some other lady's purse that was left in there. He's like, and then he's like, they'll kill me if I don't come back with the weed. And yeah. he's like, I don't, I'm not." gonna tell john candy that you're fucking around on him <laughs> and i yes i will go to his wedding mm-hmm. uh so yeah four douglases yeah uh, unexpectedly slimy <laughs> yeah uh and i'm gonna give it uh 10 out of 10 heads in the fish tank i mean Ooh. what else can you do you know amazing uh i'm gonna give it four four juds nice. i thought this was fucking i'd never seen it before and I just i was just like the whole time going oh my god and just and just even when it wasn't like outrageous or whatever, it was just very just fun and it's very sturdy. It's like a really great script. This is like the benefit of a really great script. Mm-hmm. When yeah, yeah. Just not it doesn't really go wrong in any way. So even in the like the slower parts, you're just like this is this rings true. And uh, you know Elliot Gould and it was also refreshing to watch Plummer. a movie where I wasn't like, what the fuck is this stupid plan? Yeah, you know? it, all, it all makes perfect sense. It's yeah. just simple. It's simple enough. And Christopher Plummer is just dynamite. Yeah, he's, he's really so scary. And he's really having fun too. Mm-hmm. Like he just finds the gear and goes for it. This is a very intimidating character. Uh, and then, so w- which makes it extra creepy and hilarious when he's dressed like a lady at the end, going, "Give me the money, dearie." That's pretty great. <laughs> uh, it, it is a straight up four Douglas movie. Like, like God yeah. bless it. It's a veritable boobarama, <laughs> and, and in a really sleazy sort of way too. Just like this lady needs to be naked too. Yeah. Yeah. Seventies man. Yeah. It's not erotic in the slightest. No, no, no. <laughs> but it's just full of nudity, which and makes graphic it kind of extra sleazy. Yeah. Just like when I see this, you get to see this lady's body. Like even yeah. even in the scene where like they're they've had sex and like you know, she's walking around his apartment naked in front of the glowing fire and like mm-hmm. you know pouring him another glass of wine. It's not even remotely sexy. It's, it's just like it's very seventies. Yeah, just gross. It seems very calculated. You're because you're in Elliot Gould's head sort of the whole time, and you're yeah. like, okay, so what's going on? Uh-huh. It's it's fun. Yeah. Uh, and I'm going to give it uh, 48,000 loonies. <laughs> <laughs> you may have already won 48,000 loonies, eh? Uh, 24,000 even need, You don't even need to sign up for any magazines, my friend. <laughs> no. no, we'll just send it to you. 24,000 toonies. Uh, I'm, uh, I'm going to, you know what, I'm going to go, f- I'm going to go for four Jeds. Because mm. I would, I, I think, I think I was like, I'm, it's between that and three and a half. Because there is stuff about this that I didn't think worked. And they spend too much time on, hmm. like his relationship with that woman. But I don't think that's. I think that's more of a problem with it being from 1978. Sure. And and not with the actual script, which is very tight. Uh, Christopher Plummer is fucking great. Uh, yeah. Four Douglases. Four Douglases. Like like I said, right from that that scene where he where he brutalizes that woman, I was like, well, this is nasty because <laughs> movie's surprisingly nasty it's like like fun oh yeah <laughs> yeah it's crazy you know i mean there's all the all the nudity but also just like the treatment of particularly women by christopher Plummer's character is uh 
Well, I mean, he murders that one lady with a fish tank. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. he's, he's a real he bad saw, guy. He saws her head off <laughs> with the broken glass. Look, like, you got to make deal with what's available. Okay? No, I know. He's Ugh. he's good at improvising. He's resourceful. He's re- he oh, you, you also do see you know, just a, just he a fun... Wasn't, he wasn't lazy. We can <laughs> say that about him. fun added detail. When you do see her body, there's also a knife. So he, like... Kind of got as far as he could, sawing her head yeah, with yeah. the thing, and then it was like, probably I can't get, get through bone with yep. the fish tank. I'm gonna no, no, need no. a knife to finish this. Yeah. God damn. Uh, so yeah, so <laughs> that. <laughs> I mean, look, forty-eight thousand loonies. Forty-eight thousand loonies. <laughs> Nothing to sneeze at. I sell my soul for that shit. Uh, could almost it, buy a car. Let me give it one, one, uh, one jar of uh, Marion Berry jam mm. <laughs> or whatever. One jar of can- can- Canada Berry jam. Suck on those. One Picard jar of expired Canada Berry. Suck jam. on those fingers, Elliot Gould. It was all expired. Oh, I didn't know. <laughs> I threw out the jam. You know how fast jam goes bad. <laughs> uh, you know how fast preserves go bad. He chases. Call the, the preserve. It's gonna be fine. Uh, yeah, then that's silent partner. Silent partner. Well, Elliot Gould may not lose his soul uh, over the co- course of this, but uh, in a movie where a guy definitely loses his soul pretty hardcore. <laughs> Yeah, and, 2005, and, uh, this the is Ice the Harvest. Was, the Ice Harvest. This is Charlie Arglis, the most talented mob lawyer in all of Kansas. Did I mention to you that I really wish you wouldn't do that? Yeah. Cause told me I'm going to break his fingers. As an attorney, I advise you to cease and desist. I'm almost done. If you are what you do, and you never do anything, then you know, what are you? Our finest gifts we bring How much? $2,147,000. Anybody but a lawyer would consider the consequences. Does this mean you're rich, Charlie? Because if you are, we could run away together. It is a thought. Leaving Wichita? Damn right it's a thought. I should be home in Kansas City watching my kids open their Christmas presents. Now I gotta waste the whole day looking for that nitwit. Have you seen Charlie tonight? No, you just missed him. Maybe we should leave now. In case you haven't noticed, there's a hockey rink out there. Boy, I didn't realize how slippery that was. You going somewhere, Mr. Argust? No. And this is the one that I was that I was talking about about a, a movie that is blessedly short. Not that eighty two minutes. Not yeah. that it's a bad movie or anything like that. But you're just you watch a movie like this and you go, see, you can get mm-hmm. this shit done in less than ninety and, minutes. You don't have to fucking make a two hour movie. And it doesn't uh, lack of like character and stuff. No, it's, you know what I mean. It's, it's, it's perfect. It, it's, it moves kind of slow. But yeah. yeah, but not in a bad. Not, right, yeah. it's a, that's a, that's the pace that it chooses. But, yeah, yeah. But that's what I mean. You can in eighty two minutes it like tells a whole story, but it doesn't sacrifice like. It's not only plot. It mm-hmm. doesn't sacrifice like you having like good character scenes. No. I mean, my favorite part of the movie. I've seen this movie probably three or four times actually. I'm, I'm, I'm. It's each time I see it, I like it a little less, but I still think it's really good. Mm-hmm. It's a good movie. But uh, it was, it was actually like for our podcast, it was one of those movies I saw like in the theater. And it was like just a matinee. It was a perfect, perfect like middle of the day matinee movie. Yep. I went and saw, yep. and then just left the theater smiling, going like, "That was good." And it's eighty-two minutes, and it doesn't sacrifice character. My favorite part is Oliver Platt. Oh man, he's great. Just, oh, who I think this is just like this and that movie. Please give. There's a couple of movies mm-hmm. where I watch them and go like. Oliver Platt is a goddamn national treasure. <laughs> like, because he just pops up in the movie, and I smile, and then whatever he does is making me laugh. Great Oliver, Oliver Platt performance, Lake Placid. 
Oh, wow. <laughs> I've never seen like Placid. Oh, man. You, you That movie is good. But 2012. I do, I do love me some oh, yeah. Oliver Platt. He's in a lot of those Holof Sensor movies. Yeah, Nicole Holson. Is, is he in Is he in the, the Gandolfini one? I no, can't he's not in that, unfortunately. That one was good. That's, that's got a, Gandolfini. That's, that's my favorite. Movie. Enough said anyway. But enough said about that. Well, oh. Back to the ice harvest. <laughs> Julia, Julia, <laughs> Julia Louis-Dreyfus, let me see your teeth. Oh. Come on. James Gandolfini. breathing like that? Jesus. Yes. Uh, Yes, Travis. So, that's see, that's worse than Matt than, than talking shit about Jesus to me. Is Travis's Travis's uh, horrible James Gandolfini? His horrible James Gandolfini impression. Come on, that's a sin. That's a sin. <laughs> I want to get some bed tables. <laughs> uh, I've seen that movie a few times. It's, it's a great movie. Uh, all right, so show so the, so the <laughs> that is a that's a part. And the ice harvest. This one, this one is. I mean, this is more of a comedy. Than anything, but it is a very it's totally, pitch black it's totally in our wheelhouse. Yeah. You guys were talking about how it maybe doesn't fit. I thought it fit no, I mean, great. It, there's it, all kinds of stuff. Ostensibly, in this movie. like at first glance, I mean, it, it totally fits, but it it's it's a little off a little off the path in a productive yeah. way. Yeah. Uh, what I appreciated the most about uh, there's a lot that I appreciate about it, but what I appreciated the most about it is that this movie is fucking bleak mm-hmm. as yeah. hell, and it gets away with it because it is short and funny. Yeah. <laughs> so it's yeah. like this perfect balance <laughs> where, where you get this real dose of of just brutal. Just nihilism, and it's just really like this, this movie has just scenes where people are just being whipped by the cold, going like, "God, I wish it, I wish I was dead." It's just like a really miserable movie, <laughs> I, but I mean, you never feel miserable watching. Well, it. I think that's no, because no. it was directed by Harold Ramis, Harold yeah. Ramis, who directs the shit out of it. But yeah. but also, I mean, it's interesting because I I didn't notice it, but I was watching the watching this movie, and on the credits, it was it looks like it may have not always been a Ramis project. It probably fell into his lap yeah. because it was written and produced by Richard Russo and Robert Benton. Robert Benton and Richard yeah. Russo wrote like the book that Nobody's Fool is based on and mm-hmm. stuff. So and and the, it's based on a, it's based on a novel, but not by him. Didn't Benton direct Nobody's Fool? Yeah, yeah, exactly. So it may so have been a it may have been a collaboration between them that they didn't end up finishing, and mm. it it sort of wound its way into Harold Ramis because it is very writerly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh yeah. Um, it it does feel like a novella, sort of, you know. But it, I think Harold Ramis is a good choice for oh, it because absolutely. he actually like he, he leans na- into that stuff. He, he does the because co- he he's he's the kind of guy who he's got the the comedy stuff. You can, you can see him reading that going like I've got this, and then he's and then he like is like also like I'm gonna have fun with the thriller stuff. Like I, and also and, I and all can the, make all this like, bleak violence funny. Exactly. Yeah, and he makes it it makes it work, but it's also like it still is grim. Yeah, but like it's it is grim. Both, it is both funny and grim. It's not like grimly funny. It's just both of those things at the same time. Yeah, yeah. And it, and so you're laughing, but it's also ostensibly a story of like two people giving up. Yeah, uh, two people giving up on being men or even trying at all. That's yeah. like the whole point of the movie. <laughs> We're out. Like I don't want to do this anymore. I'm tired of being a person. Yeah, it fucking sucks. It's not worth it. I don't want to. I don't want people to rely on me nope. or expect anything right. from me. I don't want to have a life. I mean, yeah. honestly, I just want to sit here and drink. In a yes. movie, in a movie full of sounds great. Full of, it, by I, the way, I get. I mean, it, it makes sense. In too, a movie full it. of like bleak, uh, vi- violent, you know, darkly violent comic scenes the 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 bleakest scene every time i watch this is the fucking scene where he buys his kids toys yeah. at the gas oh. station and puts them under the tree yeah yeah it's like because it's like spender it's Bag like it. shut the fuck up it's like Bag fucked it. up yeah because it's like for my wife he's wasted too he doesn't pregnant. know his he doesn't know his kids at all he's just buying them fucking garbage toys yeah kind of doesn't like his kids ga- he likes There's his daughter i think because she likes him but his son is like is like Hates fuck him. you dad rightly and so and you're kind of like yeah 
Yeah, and then he just wrong. like steals the ex-wife's car and stuff, you know. And he's like, it's my, a, it's my ex-wife's better, car. It's a long better, story. Like the best thing to do is just get out of their lives altogether. And Oliver Platt, in a weird moment of insight, because he's drunk the whole movie, goes, no, that's the easiest thing to do. And he's like, yep. Yeah. It's the best and easiest. I love that the the, two, the, 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 the the most solid relationship in this whole movie is between him and the man <laughs> who took his him. wife, who yeah. cucked him. It's so it's funny. Adorable. There's even you know a funny what? scene where Oliver Platt is like, like talking, he explains it to him, explaining yeah. it to him, and John Cusack is just like, "It's fine." But it's basically I was like having it's okay. sex with your wife that whole time, and he's like, "Really?" Everywhere in the garage, no in your kidding. bed, and he's like, "Really?" <laughs> John Cusack doesn't give a fuck because he doesn't give a fuck he's about out. a goddamn thing. Can we? I, I mean, let me put this out. We, we talked about Oliver Platt. John Cusack. John, I was just gonna say, John Cusack okay, is yeah. fucking awesome, and he's well, he's also in here with Billy Bob, who is also yeah, great. Also great. Yeah. And I'm Randy Connie, Quaid, Connie, Connie Nielsen, Nielsen, fine. Yeah. <laughs> She's good, perfectly, perfectly fine. I think it'd be better if it was like, uh, what's uh, Gretchen Mall, Diane, oh. uh, <laughs> Gretchen Mall. Let's just try what to a, get him. What a poll. Yeah. If it was uh, our girl Diane, Diane Lane, uh, Diane Lane. Oh, yeah. you know, because they look on. similar, and Diane Lane, oh, would, Diane Lane, Diane would, Lane would kill it. But yeah, uh, no, but Connie Nielsen's fine. Connie right. Nielsen, no, she's great. She's, she's the good. femme fatale. I like Connie Nielsen. Yeah, uh, but Billy Bob's fucking this is, great. This is in Lars it. Ulrich for a while, <laughs> right? I don't and, believe uh, anymore. Randy Quaid too. But Randy, Randy Quaid pre, pre, I mean, he was oh, he was always crazy. I'm sure, but pre him being publicly publicly uh, crazy, crazy, and a he's cameo a, he, and a Mike Star cameo. Mike Star is great too. He's Very the, briefly, he's in the movie. Randy Quaid's in the movie long enough to bellow and get shot in the face. Yeah, Mike and Star, then get his brain. Mike Star is somehow folded up into a case most yeah. of the movie. Ugh. Oh, that must have been the head part. <laughs> he does, <laughs> most, he great does most of his work from inside. It folded up like a like a card table, as yep. they say. Yeah. He does most of his work from inside there, and, it, and it's effective. It's very funny. I'm going to fucking kill you when I get out of here. Hey, he, get me out of here. Well, you, you just said you were going to fucking kill me. I didn't mean it. I didn't mean it. He, no, he, <laughs> yeah. I, I kind of sounded like you did. There's a great pause, too, where he's like, no, you told me you were going to kill me. I was mad. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't mean it. <laughs> Uh, this movie, like, it, like very consistently throughout the whole thing, bleak as hell and funny yeah. as hell. I mean, it's a really, I think it's pretty great. So what's it about, yeah. though? And again, the best thing about it, under 90 under minutes. 90 minutes. That's yeah. so amazing. Yeah. So what's it about? John Cusack is a mob lawyer mm-hmm. in Wichita Falls, in Wichita Falls, Falls Kansas. Kansas. And this movie doesn't waste a second talking shit about Kansas throughout the whole movie. I mean, it that's looks a horrible. It's a part of the bleakness. It all takes place yeah. on this Christmas horrible Eve. place that they live. And Christmas it's Eve. A snow, a, in a snowstorm, a blizzard, yeah. basically. An, or it's an ice storm. It's, it's an, an ice storm. storm. Yeah. yeah, some of the first stuff that you hear is John Cusack going, Christmas Eve, ho fucking ho. Yeah. <laughs> and then you also see a stripper with a black eye, and you're like, God Jeez, damn, yeah. here we go. <laughs> who later get, is going to get gets engaged to the guy who beat up another guy because yep. he got too close to his touching her or Which something. Which is like the closest thing to kind of like a happy thing that happens in this, yeah. in this right. movie. You're like, ah, I hope they found love. I don't know. I mean, we'll do what you can in this horrible place. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they're already in the bleakest place imaginable, and then as the title uh, suggests, the whole throughout the whole movie they're having black ice, like yeah. they're having freezing rain, <laughs> which is the one of the worst weather phenomenons in, in the world. Uh, yeah, so he, awful. So he he's he and uh, his buddy Billy Bob Thornton uh, hatch a scheme. Vic. Vic hatch a scheme to rob. Basically, steal all this mob steal money. Steal this mob money. They've already stolen it. But They've already stolen it. Yeah, at the beginning of the movie, he brings the suitcase full of money into the car. Yep. That's one of the greatest. And he's just I think like, that's... all you got to do is act normal for like a couple hours. Yeah. And you're like, well, he's, prob- that he's already won't. losing it. <laughs> yeah, that probably won't happen. There's a, there's a scene at the beginning where he's like, okay, so are you going to take the money or am I going to take the money? He's like, I'm going to. Billy Bob's like, I'm going to take the money. He grabs it and he's like, oh, he's do, like, oh do you He's what? like, do you think you could handle it for better than me? <laughs> and, and John Cusack is kind of like, I, I guess it's just that we didn't discuss it. <laughs> it's what's great about Cusack's character and just the movie in general is that this is the dynamic the whole movie and he knows it 
Everyone knows it, and he's still going through with it because he's such a washed out, just yeah. like miserable piece of shit. You can already tell from this moment, the very beginning, he's like, "Oh man, I'm fucked on this." Yeah, I have, I have, I have made a deal with a devil. This isn't gonna go. And this well. is not gonna go well. Whatever. Who fucking cares? I wish I was dead, anyways. Yeah. John Cusack Basically. is so out of it, and he's going, and, and he doesn't like this stuff that's happening to him. But he's so just tuned out that he just will just endure horrors and just shrug it off. Just be like, "That's life, man. It fucking sucks. Let's just get it over with." <laughs> He's really good in it. It's similar to his character in Gross Point Blank, who who has more of a revelation in that movie. Sure, but, that's right. That but like, not happening. But in like, this. that's uh, the uh, Martin Blank is a similar type of character who's like, I don't give a fuck. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I'm gonna. Yeah, people I keep. Mean, I love how people I keep you, asking him where he's been, and he's like, Look, I had a nervous breakdown. I joined, joined the, the army, army, became a professional became killer. A professional <laughs> killer. And everybody just sort of goes, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> okay, hi. Yeah, great. They always, I think you get dental with it. I watched that. Again <laughs> I love that. About six months ago, and it is fucking awesome. I love that. Try that again. You know what? You know what needs to happen? John Wick cameo with oh, Martin Blank. Martin oh, Blank needs to show up in John Wick 4. Absolutely. Because actually the worlds work would work they together. Work because, as, I mean, because, they're unionizing. But also in, in when he's talking, when they're just talking about, oh, those guys, the little dwarves with the stabbers. <laughs> yeah, yeah, those guys. You know, They talk about all these I professional know. killers you don't meet and you're like, wait, what? I want to see that movie now. 100%. Uh, anyway. Gross Point Blank 2, something. Put yeah. those guys together. I, that's well, one of just my watching this made me want movies. to see more Cusick. Like, that's, he hasn't been doing anything for a he's long time. He's in a lot of direct-to-video stuff. Yeah, he's just doing trash now. He can do really good work. I watched one recently. He's got that, a certain quality to him. I watched one recently that was highly regarded by some people, but the Stephen King adaptation 1408, which I thought, but I didn't like it. It's okay. not very good. It's, it's not, not very good. good, but Cusack is okay in it. Yeah. But it's got Sam Jackson and Cusack. That's kind of fun. Anyway, this movie is great, though, and Cusack is, is like, he's awesome at being, he's great. That's why he brought a gross point blank is that he's awesome at playing that black hole mm-hmm. character, you know? Yep. Like, I think he's great at that. Like, he's worse at being a character who... You're supposed to like not the same way as like Ben Affleck, but he's better. I think he's good at playing these characters where you're like, I've I've given up. He I've makes, given he up and him, I don't give a shit. And I he, think that's, he has a perfect, that's something from late in his career. But he you makes know, I mean, a miserable. Lloyd, nobody nobody doesn't like Lloyd Dobler. Lloyd Dobler, yeah. No, but or, I mean, I think, or, uh, but I think a lot of is in Better yeah. Off Dead. <laughs> but in Better Off Dead, though, he's but that's what his his character is. Johnny is Suicide. In. Yeah, that's yeah. true. But he's not, he's not evil. But he is no, no. he is constantly trying to kill himself. No, no, but I just I, he plays these. I like that he plays these sort of. Like, he's good at that. Like, yeah, yeah. He, like he, he makes miserable fun. He can he can sell yeah, it yeah, real yeah. easily, you know. And then Billy Bob uh, is just great in it too. Billy Bob is, is in is the one Billy of those, Bob Thornton role. <laughs> yeah, one hundred percent. Billy Bob Thornton role. Like, who else could do that? I'm kind of almost charming, but also clearly malevolent. Yeah. He's like a guy who const- throughout his whole part in the movie is like you're like. He's planning. You, you, everybody knows. I mean, Cusack goes like, well, "He's planning to backstab me," and he's almost saying it, but yeah. he's always like, "Well, what else are you gonna do?" I yeah. mean, <laughs> you you know, we we did this together, so what? I, I, Billy Bob's voice. I just, I had been a while since I'd seen a movie with him, and I was like, "All right, Billy Bob Thornton was awesome." What's the thing that? What's the, and so like, and Vic has something over Connie Nielsen's character too. There's a photo of. There's a sex photo, yeah, yeah of the senator or the local politician, the local I mean. politician, uh, yeah. slash re- religious figure, hypocritical religious figure, right? Another, <laughs> another slice of the contemptuousness that this movie has yeah. for its environment. Mike Starr shows up and he's like, uh, he's like a big mob guy from out of town, mm-hmm. and they weren't Roy, expecting Roy Gellis. They weren't expecting that. Yeah. And later on, then I think we see him 
just in some like close up shots when Cusack is like, oh shit, this fucking guy's here. And then the next time we see him is he's when in a he's box. in a box. <laughs> Billy Bob has got has captured yeah, he, him. Yeah, like John Cusack hasn't seen like he he's like kind of kind of going through the paces. He's a mob lawyer, yeah. and he's juggling Oliver Platt, his his like friends, maybe completely friend, wasted. Who's completely wasted the whole it's movie? It's his best friend, who's also who's also now married to his ex wife, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. who is who was fucking his wife while he was married to her. Yeah. But John Cusack just couldn't he care just less. Doesn't care. Yeah. He's t- he is so far he's so far beyond giving up yeah. that he's practically like a ray of sunshine he's like so nihilistic he's gone back all the way around where he's kind of delightful yeah because <laughs> he just nothing bothers him anymore oliver platt is just uh, that, that just scenery hammered in the whole flirting with the waitress is really funny or the bartender oh yeah and oh, he starts fucking so with the, and john cusack he's fucking with this guy and he's like maybe you shouldn't do that yeah he's the whole time he's like hey you probably shouldn't do that. But he doesn't stop him no he from, doesn't he's like if you do because you know if you do that that guy over there that's her boyfriend and he's gonna beat the shit out of you he doesn't say that right but, he, but then you know that's what's gonna happen and sure enough that's what it cut to him getting dragged out i know i love that <laughs> too because gone, ah! because cusack is just watching the whole thing dispassionately and like kind of like raising up his hands when the guy walks past him and stuff yeah. it's yeah, really, it's really funny gonna happen there's a hilarious <laughs> running gag throughout the whole thing where whatever Oliver Platt's with John Cusack in in other company, strangers around or whatever, he's like, this guy here, big time mob lawyer. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and Cusack's like, I wish you wouldn't say that to people all the time. I don't like that. He's like, I, I know, I know. Isn't I'm there sorry. isn't there one point where he does that and then somebody's like, is that true? And he's like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But I don't like it when he talks about it. Uh, and there's one, this is one part, just like the sort of stuff that Oliver, he's, constantly, he's blackout drunk the whole movie. And he's always saying insane shit. Uh, like he's introduced saying yo ho ho mofo, <laughs> but but at one part he, he's like talking about the his his boss Cusick's boss uh, Randy Quaid, and, and, which is his name in the movie, and uh, he goes, is it true that one time he cut he cut the hand off of somebody who stuck their fingers up the twazala of a dancer at Tisa Rum and twazala. He's so drunk. He's such an asshole. I love it. Uh, and so he's just sort of juggling, like driving that, driving this guy around, while also like trying to keep the, his scheme around and staying normal for the next like two or three hours. And then Billy Bob Thornton. What's like, supposed disappears. to happen at the like? What is the? What are we waiting for? Um, they have their money. I can't. I don't know I why they don't just leave. They, I think it's something where they they have to like wait it out because it'll otherwise it'll look like they stole the money. Right. Yeah. I think it's I think it's essentially that like that they're waiting and then people and go Billy like Bob where'd the money go and it's like we don't know. We didn't do you know like mm-hmm. we didn't we certainly didn't take the money and they right. go okay well you certainly you say you didn't. Yeah, I think and that it might also have something to do with Billy Bob not telling him the whole plan and going like we need to do, you know he, he might be blowing smoke up his he, ass. He yeah, is going to he is planning a double cross. Because he's planning him. to double cross him. Yeah. Which excuse it kind of already is Aware of, yeah. aware of, and he doesn't know exactly what it is. But he he's just like, passionately probably. murders his wife at one point. Well, off camera, but she's just dead. Then she's not going to have much to that say. That line she's dead. is so good too. Where he's like, he uh, overestimated my romantic attachment to Gladys, <laughs> oh. and his wife is just shot through the back of the head in front of the Christmas tree. And you can tell, God. and you can this the stuff like this happens throughout the movie where Cusick sees a thing that is horrifying. And you can and you tell he's no t- complete stranger to violence, but maybe not this level of violence. And he's just like, okay, just get through it. Yeah. You just got to get through this. This is a nightmare. We, we got to get through it so I can get my money and get out of here and, yeah. and abandon my life. That's all I want to do. <laughs> that's all. Yeah, that's his whole plan. That's what he wants to do. Yeah. And so, so at one point he's looking for Billy Bob Thornton and he finds just a. He's like in this sex house. <laughs> 
He's in like a, a yeah. fuck house. Like Maison Derriere. Yeah, Maison Derriere, where it has all the individual rooms full of lube and shit where people are fucking. And and Billy Bob isn't there. It's but very. He, it's a very Midwest like, uh, it's so like sex house, too. It's, it's like, like those yeah. sex houses. It's not, like, the, it's not like the good ones we have out here. <laughs> it's, like, it's like those sex houses. No, no, in not the, the coastal elite sex houses. Yeah. You know, the ones in the deuce where they just sort of build yeah, a yeah. thin walls yeah, right. between it. It's really <laughs> gross. And he's not there. He does see some porno happening, and then uh, and then he finds like a pool of blood, and then a thumb and a vice, and that thumb is uh, Mike Starr's yeah. thumb. And by by the time we we catch up to Billy Bob Thornton, <laughs> he he finds Billy Bob Thornton's dead wife, yeah. who he Billy Bob Thornton tries to convince him that Mike Starr killed the wife. And Cusick's kind of like you did. I don't know if he fully believes it, but he's just like, yeah, whatever, whatever. We gotta get we'll when just it's get it over with. When it's revealed that it wasn't Mike Starr, yeah. you're nobody's surprised. Nobody's surprised. Yeah. <laughs> and all the and so all and he takes him to Mike Starr. Oh, hey, I, good, good news, good news. You brought your thumb. Yeah. <laughs> he that, did bring the thumb. Uh, the shit in the, the shit with the car is really funny because they got the, they got a big Cadillac. <laughs> it's a Lincoln. It's like a Lincoln. Sorry, it's a Lincoln Town Car. Yeah, and, specifically, and yeah. they won't. They they've got Mike Starr in this big trunk. And they can't get it. It won't fit in the trunk of the car. <laughs> then they try to put it in the back seat. It won't fit. And John Cusack has stolen his ex-wife's new Mercedes. He's like, why don't you let me try to get into the Mercedes? And Billy Bob is like, there's no fucking way it's going to fit in that car. Well, I don't know. They're very spacious. If it won't fit in a Lincoln, it's not no way it's going to fit in a fucking Mercedes. He's like, they're surprisingly spacious. And then, and lo and behold, they do get into the car, and Billy Bob is like, you know what? I can't fucking believe it fit in here. You're right. You're right. And then, then he's talking. Mike starts talking to them while they're in the car. Or in the well, he's in the trunk in there in the car. He's already shot through the he's already shot through the trunk yeah, he four has times. A gun in there, and uh, and then Billy Bob Thornton eventually yeah shoots him. You know he's gonna kill you, right? <laughs> he's gonna kill you. He told me he was gonna kill you. And then he sh- and then he shoots and he's like not talking. He goes, oh, I guess that was I guess the head that was part. the head. <laughs> but Billy Bob also like when he's going like from inside the trunk, he's going, he's gonna kill you. He told me, you know, you know it as well as I do. And, and Billy Bob Thornton in a very unconvincing fashion goes, uh, don't listen to the man in the trunk. <laughs> <laughs> he's not even doing a good job like yeah. selling his scam, his scheme, and he's like. All Billy Bob d- needs basically is John Cusack to help him carry this this uh, crate to the lake, so yep. he can Dump so him. he can watch Mike Starr's like balls freeze in the as the, he wants to see him drown. Basically, yeah. is the deal. He's like, I don't want to just kill you. I want to watch you die. I want to watch you. Die. I want to watch you drown. Because <laughs> I'm a psycho. <laughs> yeah, kind of. Did we point out that Mike Starr also does have a gun in there? And he's yeah, well, he, yeah, he already yeah. shot four shots. He, shoot, he shoots inside. four shots through the thing. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's really funny. He's like, he's he's. He's folded up like a card like, table in there. He can't reload. He can't reload. <laughs> and this is a big guy. It is funny. That's one thing. If you know, if you know who Mike Starr is, he's a, he was a big guy. And so it's it's a funny it's funny to funny imagine gag, him. Yeah. You do see he's it. Brief, you do to see kill a shot of it briefly, but you see that it's this giant dude that's folded yeah. into this fucking. It's the guy who's trying to kill Dumb and Dumber. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Mike Starr. Who gets killed it's by the peppers? All right. Yeah, he helped help pull off the Lufthansa heist. He yes, did. That's right. Yeah. I'm the midnight day. Ended up in that garbage truck. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so they're dragging this this crate out on this miserable frozen lake, <laughs> on this like broken dock. Yeah. And uh, and Billy Bob's just like has his gun like not on purpose, not as an intimidation, but he just sort of is pointing his gun at Cusick, and Cusick's going like fucking hell. Uh, and he's but he, and they're basically he's basically openly uh, openly saying to him like Billy Bob, I'm pretty sure you're gonna kill me after. He's, no, I'm not. Just come on, help me with this thing. But you're gonna kill me if I do. Nah, nah, <laughs> no, 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 no. no. <laughs> And so uh, at one point the, the dock uh, breaks because this is a lot of weight to put on uh, yeah. to put on the dock and Billy Bob is just in the in the water with this uh, this crate full no, of Mike Oh Star. No, that's right Mike, Mike Star gets out of it. Yeah. Mike so Star gets weird. out. He shoots Billy Bob once. Yeah. In the gut. Billy Bob shoots him. 
And then he's like, you're out of bullets, because he's out of bullets now. And Billy Bob shoots shoots Mike Starr. So Mike Starr's dead. And he's, and he's like just standing there, and he's like, just Just fuck. fucking die. He goes, you're already dead. You're already dead. Fall over or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> you're already dead. <laughs> you're already dead. Yeah. You're dead, Roy. Don't just stand there pretending you're not. <laughs> It's like it's weird because like I feel like out of context some of this dialogue makes me go like that's is that little, too much but it much. works it nailed the movie the tone of the movie like it nails it well and that's it's the, the that's the too. theme of the movie too is you're dead don't just pretend you're not dead and fall down that kind of <laughs> sums true. it all yeah, up yeah. you know but it's also I mean but just like that that dialogue makes me go like uh, is that would that work like yeah. with the whole fucking hoe thing but it totally works just because of the bleak tone of the movie and you got like the, the right cast yeah yeah Guys. and the right and, and and Billy Bob and John Cusack delivering those lines. Uh, you know. Yeah. And speaking of bleakness, man. So, so the dock collapses after this. I think he. I think Mike Starlight falls, and that triggers the dock. Yeah. Collapsing. And so Billy Bob's Billy in the water. Bob's in also, Gladys is in the water. water well, no. Body. What, no, not what yet. happens is, oh, right. and this is so grim. Oh, that's right. Is Cusick's going like his, Billy Bob is still pointing the gun at him from the water. He's like, "Get me out of here!" And he's, and he's, Cusick goes, "I'm thinking no." <laughs> and and then Billy like, Bob starts shooting at him. He's like, "Get me out of here! <laughs> Get me out!" He's <laughs> like, "I'm sorry, I did that. Look, I'm throwing the gun away." And then he, he doesn't see. Cusick and he's he's for a doing he's time. doing Jack and Titanic trying to climb onto this trunk and hold yeah, on yeah. for dear life. I can't life. climb up. I've I been shot. I can't feel my legs. Freezing. Come on, please. And then he starts praying. He's like, but incorrectly, where he's like, "Oh, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be that name." Give us our food. Give us our tasty bread. He just doesn't know what he's saying. And then, and then he sees Cusick pop up, pop his head up, and he's like, "Oh, you came back for me!" And Cusick dumps his dead yeah. wife on top of him. Yeah. Yep. I didn't want you to Jesus. die alone. And then, so Billy Bob drowns. I mean, he deserves yeah. it, but still, it's just a hell of an image. Yeah, this is. Our, I mean, this is our the hero of the movie, and he's at this point thinks he knows where the money is so he's like well i don't need you you were gonna kill me anyway yeah. here's this ties up all the loose ends i guess yeah <laughs> he's only got one place to go and that's connie nielsen right mm-hmm. who he thinks he's pretty sure has the money and has been double crossing him along with billy bob but, thornton b- at this point but isn't certain before that is the grim scene where he goes to buy toys at a gas station for his kids yeah. and his then and toys. then drops him off uh, under the tree at their house which would have been his old house where oliver platt is passed out on the couch right. and his there was an earlier scene the earlier great scene with oliver platt where they show up at like i think it's like his in-laws house, yeah yeah and the his wife is there q's ex-wife and the kids and the the grandparents and like the son Oliver Platt just makes a fucking scene. He's like, "Ah, oh, turkey! A good turkey!" He rips off a fucking. <laughs> it's really funny. A fucking uh, drumstick, and he's waving it around, and everybody's just like watching him and going, "This fucking asshole." His whole deal is that he's stole this guy's wife, and he's super rich. He's doing financially, he's doing very well, but in every other regard, he is an absolute disaster. <laughs> he hates having his life. He said, and, and during this scene, when Cusick drops off the present, he like comes to and has this amazing sort of like almost completely incoherent speech but not quite mm-hmm. where he's just like i can't do my life i can't do my life anymore and then he starts talking about the state of the country he's like in this country all that's left for men is money and pussy <laughs> <laughs> we should go somewhere <laughs> and then he just passes out uh, and music's like all right nighty night also a couple times Throughout the movie is this poor, this poor nice uh, cop, cop who pulls who pulls John Cusack yeah, over Officer like Tyler. twice. There's a great scene where he, yeah, Officer Tyler, uh, where a great scene where John Cusack bangs his head on a sign and it actually hurts to yeah. watch Boom. it. That's funny. He, I hadn't thought about. It. I know an Officer Tyler. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I thought that's why you said that just now. Yeah. yeah it that's just occur- it just occurred to me now. Uh, Hello, Officer Tyler. John Cusack. If you're John Cusack can't remember his name. Uh, but he, but he that, can't remember his name right away. Yeah. Immediately, he's yeah. like, "My name's Officer Tyler. Put in the good word with Randy Quaid, would you?" And he's like, "Sure, I will." What's, what's my, my name? name? Uh. <laughs> oh no! And yeah. then he, I like he rolls up the window, and the cop is like, "Dickhead." 
Dickhead. Dead. Anyway, he gets shot in the he fucking get, he, head. He shows up. What's going yeah. on here? <laughs> Dead. What's going on? And this is after Randy Quaid has been bird shot He's been in the bird face. Shot in the face. Grim. John Cusack. It's grim. John Cusack is is nailed to the floor with a knife a in his foot. Giant knife. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Connie Nielsen has been taped to her chair. Yeah. Has her arms taped to the chair. And Randy. And this is where Randy uh, Randy Quaid shows up and just kind of starts monologuing and mm-hmm. do, yeah. just doing the general Randy Quaid thing that he does. He wants, he wants that money back. Hello, boys. It's very, it's very Coensy. This movie. It's good. The good. One of the good things is that it's not. Is that the cape? The caper happened. Mm-hmm. They stole the money. We don't have to. Have, it's not a procedural about the them being in a caper. Of them stealing the money, they've got the money. It doesn't matter how they stole the money. They're lawyers and whatever. They can do that. Yeah. And so it's just the sort of the. You gotta wonder if that, that wasn't ever in like a version of the script, and Harold Ramis got a hold of. He's like, let's cut the first thirty pages Maybe. of the script. God it, bless him. It could be because like that's what keeps it so tight, and then it gives them more room to have like scenes, the great scenes in the movie where the characters are just I wonder sort if of it's hanging in the out. Book. Yeah, maybe. Hmm. I mean, it, it, it's ir- it's ir- it's irrelevant. irrelevant. I'm just curious. It's irrelevant what how they got the money, but yeah. it's but it's like the you know the money is kind of like a MacGuffin where it's like yeah. where is it? What is it? You know, but mostly it's just so they can have scenes where uh, these characters bounce off of each other. Yeah. Um, well, after John <coughs> John Cusick has shot uh, Randy Quaid in the face with buckshot, which you know that's birdshot, that, birdshot, and th- and that's for shooting rats or whatever, not for killing a birds, man. I believe. Birds and rats. <laughs> they say they say it's they for say killing rats. rats <laughs> that's why he has the shotgun loaded for killing because the other at dude the who runs the strip club, yeah, uh, bartender has it for shooting killing rats at the at the bar. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> it's that kind of movie and it's that kind of place where it's like, yeah, well, you know, that's we got this shotgun so I can fucking kill rats when they get <laughs> in this this grim this grim strip club. The ladies complaining about like not. It. I like a few rats in my strip joints. The, la- the ladies, <laughs> yeah. the ladies bitching Ambiance. about just adds to the flavor. It's a little panache. The lady doesn't want to pay the uh, the stage fees for because it's fucking Christmas Eve or whatever. I went to oh, a strip yeah. club on Christmas once uh, in Portland and uh, it's jumping. It was it was busy, but uh, and it was busier than we thought right. it was going to be. And then uh, the likes overheard some of one of the strippers like walking by talking to someone. One of the other ones going like, going like, I. It, I did not think it would be this busy. That so it was like I was because we went there and we were like, this is surprisingly busy. Well, apparently it's busy on Christmas Day, but I don't think so. I think it was just that Christmas Day was surprisingly busy for the people who worked there. Because America's <laughs> lost its soul. This was several Man. years ago. Then. But this is this is specifically what the what the lady says, and this is towards the beginning uh, that helps sort of set the the tone of the movie. I'm not paying a hundred dollar stage rental fee so some fucking old pervert can look at my twat on Christmas Eve. Yeah. And then I mean, John, what are you paying it for? And then for? John Cusack Damn. waves waves rental fees, and she's like, "Oh, thanks, you're sweet." I like how the bartender is like, "What the fuck?" Yeah, he's doing <laughs> that. He was supposed to do nothing out of the ordinary, and all of a sudden, he's being surprisingly nice to everybody. Yeah, yeah. Billy Bob Thornton says, "Why are you fucking being? Are you, are you being nice to everybody? What the fuck Stop are you being doing? Being nice to everybody. <laughs> be like Billy Bob Thornton and don't be nice to anybody. Murder else. your wife." Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but anyways, back to so Randy Quaid is, is is monologuing, and at a certain point, he's got a gun pointed to Connie Nielsen, and he's like, "Now I'm gonna kill you right now. I'm pull. I'm gonna pull on the trigger right <laughs> here. It's happening." And then John Cusack just kind of co- and you get this great shot of John Cusack just he he doesn't want to do any of this stuff, but he's like holding a gun. And you yeah. see him like close his eyes and blow Randy Quaid's fucking brains all over Connie Nielsen. It's really gross. She goes, "Ugh." Yeah, she goes, "Yuck." Oh God, yeah. Quaid brains all she, over. Me. I don't. I don't. She doesn't That's have. Contagious. She doesn't have a tongue. It's like to a do, really flat brain. I do like Connie Nielsen in this because she she does have this t- this tone of like yeah. like I can't like she she when he gets his brains blown she's not like oh my god thank you you saved me or oh no that man was gonna kill me she's more like oh, this no fucking, she's just as much of a grifter as fucking, anybody else. Oh, yeah. This fucking plan now is now has me covered in brains. Yeah, gross. And then she starts <laughs> sort of talking to herself. She's talking to him, but more talking to herself than anything else. 
and she's and she's like cleaning herself up yeah. and going like, well, I didn't really think you were going to be the one to make it to the end. I sort of set a plan in motion where like several people could could rise to the top, but I guess it's you. I mean, whatever. Good okay. job. And he's and been like, into, he's into her. He's wanted yeah. to like be in, be in a relationship yeah, she with goes, her. You're in love with me, right? And he goes, yeah. I Guess, I guess so. so. I mean, he yeah, and he's like, but he's sure. like, well, we'll okay, we'll go away together. It's yeah. like, it's like, uh, uh, you know, this bright spot where he's like, oh, maybe, maybe this is it. Yeah, close no. to a bright spot in his life. <laughs> but no, and of course not. And then he sort of like puts it all together, and then finds the money, and then she comes up to him, and and she's just like, hey, let, let's make out. He for totally a dum- bit. double indemnity kills her too. I Absolutely. love it. It's yeah. just like double indemnity. And uh, she has a but she has a razor. She was gonna kill. Yeah. She was gonna she kill him. She had already cut a little bit into his neck, yeah. and then he shoots her, and sh- and then she drops to the floor, and it's, he's just like, "Yep, another fucking horror." Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, that's part of the course for today. And then uh, he's he's now he's finally leaving town. Yeah, well, he's got Oliver Platt in the car. Well, he's we, don't, we don't find that. We don't know that because that's, that's true, what's that's funny true. is because he stops at Oliver Platt's house and he's dropping off the presents. Oliver Platt's like, "I need my life." And then for the rest of the movie. Presumably, Oliver Platt is in the backseat of his car, passed out. Yeah, because uh-huh. he's like, because he pulls over and there's the guy with the like tra- the camper or whatever, and it's that's the guy who works that's at the, the the strip club guy, the strip club guy Stri- who and has a, who is like a ra- like a rageaholic, but also yeah. has a family, and he's yeah. pissed off and he's like, "Fuck, I can't get these kids. We're supposed to drive to Disneyland They're or the water park or somewhere. Yeah. Fucking, we're out of g- this gas." And Cusack's like, "You know what? You can take siphon some gas from me." And he's yeah. like, "That's great." <laughs> and then he says to him, "When John, John Cusack is just staring into the the abyss of this freezing wind." <laughs> blown hellscape and he stands next to him and he goes don't take this the wrong way but you're the nicest guy i've ever met and john cusack goes i'm so sorry <laughs> it's that kind of movie and then he goes up to his his uh trailer and this has been a recurring thing is this this the is graffito the, tagging this graffito tagging that's written says, on the wall uh, in the bathroom as wichita falls so, so falls, falls wichita falls and he just keeps on looking and that means something to him and he he starts to write that on the well, back of the Well it turns out he's camper. the one who's been writing it all oh, over that was town. Him. Yeah yeah yeah. yeah. Cuz the the handwriting matches. And then the the trailer backs into him and he falls <laughs> and almost funny, gets killed. That was a funny bit where the trailer backs into him and then it's inside and they're like, "What what was, was that? that? What was that?" Know. Daddy goes, "I don't know." And they drive but off. But one yeah, I mean, don't I mean one good turn. I mean, he every time he even remotely tries to do something nice, it kind of just fizzles <laughs> yeah, yeah. out. Yeah, I just like I just like that gag that gag where it's like it's that? like he did a nice thing and then they run him over. Yeah. <laughs> but he doesn't die. It just He doesn't it, die, yeah. And then he gets in the car and that's when we and that's when it's revealed Oliver Platt has just been in his car. He pops this whole up. Time. He's like, "Where are we?" And Chuck Hughes go, "We're in heaven, man." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that's over. Yeah, they drive it's away. Like this weirdly, it's kind of where the fuck are they gonna go? It's just into oblivion. Yeah, I guess to drink themselves. I to mean, death they've or got something. money, yeah. so you they're know. Just I mean, the mob's gonna catch up with them and kill them eventually. Probably. So. Yeah, they're just I mean, abandoning their lives. Yeah. driving off into nothingness. <laughs> I guess it's a happy ending. It's the closest. It's the it closest is, this movie is ever gonna ending, come to yeah. a happy anyway. ending. I think that's the thing about it is that the it's all very bleak, but it is also funny. So mm-hmm. it's not like you're watching some kind of Michael Haneke screed against sure. uh, movie violence or some bullshit God, that where it's no. like where it's like bleak. I mean, I like some of his movies, but sure, sure. Uh, that Benny's video is a piece of crap. <laughs> 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 if you haven't seen Benny's video, it's uh, I haven't been into Haneke in years. You know, uh, I, I gave up after White Ribbon. Yeah, I didn't. I wasn't crazy about White Ribbon, but uh, I mean, but, but like uh, whatever. Yeah. yeah, Benny's video. I remember seeing that at like a. When I was running his, a series of his stuff at the Grand Illusion, and that movie it's is bad. about how a kid becomes a murderer because he watches violent movies. Specifically, the violent movie he's watching before he becomes a murderer is The Toxic Avenger. Yeah, oh, that and, would do it. And it's just like that thing where you go, oh, "This, this, someone didn't do their research." <laughs> yeah. Like, I mean, if you're gonna do that, don't fucking make it right. The Toxic Avenger. Watching all these violent, funny, terrible movies. Toxic Avenger is the one that pushed this kid over the edge. Okay. <laughs> these goofy, violent movies. <laughs> there are too many farts in movies that are turning kids into murderers. 
Uh, anyway, uh, yeah, I don't know. This, this, yeah, that's that's the whole movie. It's it's great. It's I really like fun. A lot. Um, it's it's funny. I don't know. It's funny the whole way through. Everybody's like, I guess when I said I like it less each time, I think it was just it was a charming surprise. But yeah, talking about it now for a little bit, I'm like, it's actually, really good. It's really good. It's really fun. This movie's got a. Once you, I mean, if you movie. see it coming, it might be diminished a little bit. You I know? think that's it. I think it's kind of like I know what's gonna happen in it. I've yeah. seen it before, but it is like I don't know. It's kind of a. It's just a fun. It's just. It's fun, for lack of a better word. Yeah. This is the kind of movie that has people's <laughs> brains being blown out, and it's just about just pure drunken bleakness, miserable shit, and then also has a scene where Oliver Platt gets kicked in the balls, and John Cusack has to juggle him up and down so his ball will come out from behind, from inside his body cavity. And he goes, oh, I felt it. I felt it drop down. Thank you. And then they go, and then he goes and yells at his family while they're having dinner. And then in that scene, is, that was like one of the quotes that, I, that this made me laugh out loud. It's the kind of tone of the dialogue in this movie where after Oliver St- Oliver Platt has been like screaming at his whole family and like shaking a like a sloppy chicken wing at his at his uh, father-in-law telling it in, in just, just absolute disaster they're walking out of the house and Oliver Platt goes well that went well I thought that on the whole that went well and John Cusack goes yeah it's good to see family <laughs> oh, yeah yeah and he puts a little fucking army man it's yeah. just so bleak Ugh, god uh ratings uh, three and a half Judds. Mm. Just a sturdy, sturdy ass comedy. Kind yeah. of, kind of an underseen gem, I think. Nobody talks about it. Absolutely. It is one that uh, pops up. I, I think about a lot, and I think, oh, it's still kind of underseen. It's mm-hmm. still just under the radar. Right? Yeah, mm-hmm. it's all. It's a good one to remind people to watch. It was one of those ones that that year because it was a fa- uh, financial failure, and and critics were kind of like, this movie didn't get watched enough, and it still hasn't. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Kind of it still, it still has that status. Yeah. Uh, one Douglas. Uh, you know, there's the stripper stuff. There's uh, boobs. There's yeah, new nakedity in it. Yeah, stuff like that. <laughs> Oliver Platt says a lot of yeah. nasty <laughs> stuff. Yeah. I'll give it one Douglas, you know. Uh, I'm going to give it 10 out of 10 uh, birdshot blasts to Randy Quaid's face. <laughs> uh, uh, I'm going to give it, you know what? I'm giving it four. Just and I'm giving it that extra half because it is fucking 82 Short. minutes long. Yeah. What a miracle! This is a Christmas miracle. I love that shit. <laughs> I I actually hit pause on this because I'm like when I'm watching these I'll, I will like I like to just sort of see what I'm in for and I hit pause like five minutes and I was like almost oh. I might have teared up a little bit when I saw <laughs> that number. Oh my god, really? Uh, I love that. Uh, I'm gonna give it two Douglases because there are there are strippers and then there's that fuck that fuck house. <laughs> the with fuck like, house. With, it just like they open the door. Well, and there's it's a nobody, low quality fuck house. It's a grimy though. fuck house. They yeah. open the. He opens the door of one of the fuck houses, and there's just this table full of like gross lube bottles. Yeah. And there's nobody, nobody, nobody even in there. But it's just like fancy. that scene it's is just, just like, not fancy. God damn, yuck. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm gonna give it ten out of ten gross lube bottles. There you go. Wow. Uh, uh, you know what? Because because it's, it's Christmas, I'm giving it four. Yes, I'm also giving it four, Judds. And you know what? Because it's Christmas, I'm gonna go back and give uh, Reindeer Games three. Oh Fuck it. my god! Oh no! Fuck it! I'm in the Christmas yes. spirit now. You know what? Ho ho ho! <laughs> the ending ho, of that movie, ho, end of that movie, fucking sucks hard, and you can't flush a <laughs> license down the toilet. But fuck it. You know what? Fuck it. Three three Judds. We're not flushing our ratings down the toilet. I'm that's giving, for sure. Gonna, <laughs> maybe I am right now. I'm giving. I'll give it four. I'm giving this four. Suffused with though. the Christmas spirit today. Uh, after talking about the ble- the bleak oblivion of Ice Harvest, I'm <laughs> <laughs> I have the Christmas spirit. But it's fun. It's so it's, it's super very fun. funny. Yeah. It's super fun, and uh, I'll give it. Two, I'm gonna give it two Douglases. It's the strip club stuff is it isn't like uh, nasty or anything, but it is very much. Much like 
Yeah, you see strip clubs portrayed in movies a lot, and often they're not. This seems very realistic. You feel like, yeah, yeah this is a this. It's probably cold in there. You're like, this place probably has the heat turned off. Yeah, uh, you're like, uh, you're like, this is this like, is the kind of this is the kind of sex house that has like uh like ra- like portable radiators. You know, oh yeah, like, yeah. Well, the sex house, but I mean, the, just oh, the, the strip, strip club, club. Just the strip club feels like very lived in. Yeah, like real. So that's kind of and and you know it's but yeah. So two, it doesn't ever get really nasty, but there is some you know nudity. And, on, and just on top of all that, I can't stress enough. This takes place in Kansas, yeah. which I've been to twice, and is one of the bleakest. Thought places. I was third. I was dead once. <laughs> Turned out I was just in Nebraska. Ugh. Or is this, is this Nebraska? No, no I just, that's from that's yeah, from Unforgiven. Same that's what deal. He says. I haven't been to Nebraska. People train don't go out of difference. Wichita. <laughs> People train goes out of Stubville. You d- you do sort of feel <laughs> if you're in Kansas, not you, unless you're a hog or a cattle. <laughs> sorry, if you're in Kansas, you're just out Good there stuff. in that nothingness. You do feel a little untethered from everything. Right. Yeah. Just like ugh, what is this? Where am I? Uh, oh, I'm gonna give it. Uh, <laughs> Uh, ten out of ten. Mike Star stuffed into a box. Yeah, yeah. Fold it up like a card table. Yeah, <laughs> there we go. Good episode. <laughs> we did it. Happy holidays, this everybody. Was, I, I really enjoyed watching all these movies. Yeah, yeah it was happy fun. holidays. Yeah, enjoy- you will not have that experience next time. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. Well, I am, no, you won't. I am looking. I am looking forward to all of these, though. What these are, are these are real. These are really in our wheelhouse. Like all of the, yeah, all good, these ones good are straight like, up stuff. This is what we're here for. Uh, it is. We're doing gaslighting. Yeah, next week is all about people being or women being gaslit. So we're going to be doing uh, flight plan. Oof. Jodie Foster, <laughs> Gothica, Halle Berry, and Abandon, a movie that almost no one remembers. Katie Holmes. Katie Holmes. Oh shit! Of all things. Okay then. Uh, I have seen none of these movies. Yeah. So I'm. It's going to be. Excited is going to be good. Word, I saw but, Gothica uh, in the movie in the theater. I don't, I don't think I've ever seen Gothica. I've seen the other uh, two, but I, I also don't remember much about Abandon except the twist at the end. So, oh, well, I can't wait. I can't wait for that twist. Uh, what a twist! What a twist! twist. Uh, get on our get on our Patreon. Yeah. Still, still trying to get up to that seventy-five number where we where we do our super blowout. Um, Blind Brian De Palma episode where we read a book. We read a fucking book <laughs> of all things. By the time we get there, I'm gonna have to read that book again. <laughs> Give us a gi- hey. That's would, why I haven't read it yet. It, it would be a real Christmas miracle. If I we thought had we were gonna get there sooner. I read the book the like a time. month ago. Mm, you're gonna have to read it again. I mean, again, I, like I keep saying, it took about uh, three hours. So it's not gonna be hard to do. Oh, <laughs> uh, by the way, speaking of books, I'm reading uh, Outlaw Vern's book right now. Oh Worm yeah, on a hook. is it good? Ooh, yeah. Fucking great. Yeah, it's fucking great. And uh, I mean, yeah. I want to Everybody read get Outlaw Vern's book. What's it called? Worm, uh, on, a worm on a Hook. Worm on you a can Hook. Get it. it's, I mean, it's been print on demand from Amazon. Yeah. Um, so so get on that. Christmas coming up, so get get, get that. Get it as a gift. That's it's a stocking cool. stuffer like if a, I it's ever like heard a, one. It's like a horror slash like uh, martial arts uh, action Sounds story. Sounds good. So it's like, <laughs> it's like two disreputable film genres in one book. Yeah. Fucking it's hell. great. <laughs> anyway. Sold. Sorry. Sorry to get off too far off topic, but he's he was he was on our show before. He's rave, a good raving about. He's a good rave, friend of Raving ours. about the uh, ricochet, Vern. If you're listening, uh, keep on keeping on. <laughs> Very good. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I bet he's choking up. <laughs> listening to it. Hope he's not choking. <laughs> well, we don't want that. We what? love you guys. Oh, yeah, Thanks for it. listening to the podcast. Rate and review, etc. Oh, except Share except it. for the one dude. Who uh, Twitter reply guide me this week? I want to oh. say a special shout out to this motherfucker. Oh no! I don't remember this dude's name, but it, I was watching the other night. I was watching the Steven Soderbergh Solaris, mm-hmm. a really good movie, a movie I like quite a bit. And I was noting on Twitter that like it was amazing that this movie got made. It's a fifty million dollar movie, and the only reason it got made was because you had fucking Steven Soderbergh coming off Oscars, 
George Clooney being one of the biggest movie stars in America after Oceans, you know. Jeremy Davies being America's sweetheart. <laughs> exactly. And and produced by fucking Cameron, who could get anything done at Fox that he damn well pleased. It's a lot of clout. It's a lot of clout. And this guy says to me, it wasn't clout that got this movie made. It was that Soderbergh won all these Oscars, and Clooney was bankable, <laughs> and Cameron could get it made, and $50 million was a reasonable investment for Fox. Ad Astra for James Gray cost twice as much. That was a riskier investment for Fox. And I'm like, yes, yeah, so my point stands. It wasn't clout. <laughs> that, it was clout. That clout got the movie made. I was like, thanks, thanks for taking my point. And he doubled down. He like sent me another response, basically explaining the same thing over again. So I blocked him, because I was drunk. It was like midnight, and I was just like, fuck this guy. I blocked him. Next day... I'm looking at our Suspense Kills Twitter, and he tweets at us. Oh, no. He tweeted, he specifically tagged you and Kevin on Twitter. And I didn't he, even see this. And, he's, and he's, he complained that I blocked him, called me a snowflake, and said that he was thinking about subscribing to our Patreon, but now I, I blew uh, it. Oh, you I blew, blew it, it, man. He said, nice move, Matty, is what he said. Mm-hmm. So, I missed this. Fuck, so anyway, whatever this guy's fucking name Matt. was anymore, if you're listening to this, fuck you. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Merry Christmas to that guy. Yep, I guess that's it. <laughs> I'm, I've, I've just uh, just uh, checked Twitter, and that bo- that man actually was Barack Obama. <laughs> yep, it was Barack Obama. <laughs> well, you know, Barack Obama deserves a little bit of static every now and then. I want Barack Obama's 450. Yeah. Damn it. <laughs> We're not well, getting that motherfucker's 450, and well, I don't want it. Wait, stop blow, stop blowing our money, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> you took money out of my kid's mouth. You have a kid? You don't have any kids. I was talking about my baby goat. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. Sorry. <laughs> you have a baby goat? I want to. I want to meet him. Yeah. It's in the garage. Yeah, it is not. It's mine, dead. Mind and Mandy. Oh, All right, let's get out of here. Stuff food into its mouth. Oh, God. God. We gotta get. We gotta get Talk out about here. bleak. This has gone off the rails. All right. Bye. <laughs> Merry Christmas. <laughs> Except for you. Children laughing, people passing, meeting smile after smile, and on every street corner you hear silver bells, silver bells.